Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, if you're having a bad day, good news. We, we are with you for the next three hours. And if it's a really bad day, just watch Trevor Bauer uh, throw a baseball 350 feet into the stands. That's the the estimated after uh, estimated distance against Knicks Royals, against Knicks Kansas City Royals. Trevor I love Bauer. it. I've never heard him phrase like that. I love it. I'm embracing it. <laughs> the, uh, the ball flew as Trevor Bauer was being taken out of the game. Just great Ooh. video, a great way to start. And uh, tight going down to the finish at the uh, WGC event in Memphis and Gulf. Love to see it, but we have DirecTV, so we don't have CBS right now Come in the studios. On. Yeah, what's going on with that? What's going know. on with the CBS DirecTV thing? I, it's some. This is, I guess, this is like the Army Navy of uh, of rivalries, <laughs> where they are just facing off. The first time I missed it, true story. We don't have normal hours in radio, a little different. So the first time I missed it, oh, let's check out the prices right. Oh, oh no, no dice, no dice. And then when I wanted to watch golf yesterday and today, yeah, perfect, perfect. But but that's about the only bad thing that's going on because football is fully here, Nick Baugh. Yes, wow. it is. What a great yeah. feeling. It is great to hear what is happening and see what is happening throughout the NFL training camps. Some better news in certain places than others, speaking specifically of places like Cincinnati, where you may have heard David Gascon mention the A.J. Green injury. that could be out up to two months after tearing ligaments in his ankle during training camp yesterday. But the real stories, Nick, have been the holdouts in training camps. And it's not necessarily just the people who have been holding out. 
because there are guys who want new contracts that show up. There are guys who want new contracts that show up but don't do any work. And then there are guys that don't show up at all, like Ezekiel Elliott. And then there are guys who say, trade me if you can't get me a new deal because I'm not showing up in Melvin Gordon. So we are all over the map when it comes to NFL holdouts in training camps in 2019. Is it is it too easy of a dot to connect that some of this is influenced by what these NFL players have seen in the NBA? With, with what, over free agency and guys getting paid. I think that I there's mean, some jealousy there like, yeah. of, of, boy, I should have done this. But I don't think that the that is the reason just for the simple fact of it's you can't operate that way in the NFL structure. I think right. that there's things that we see that are common threads, running backs holding out, wide receivers wanting to be the highest paid wide receiver like Michael Thomas with the Saints who's sitting out. Those are the things that I that I think have more of a of a connection of what is the real value of a running back in the National Football League and if it's now a passing league, how much do you want to pay your top targets? I think those are more of a theme than the NBA. Yeah, but you're right though. There's no question. And it's still we're still an eternity away from when Week one really hits, and people got to be locked and loaded and ready to go. But there's no question that the theme right now is guys holding out. And in some ways, I think uh, there there's an element of missing some parts of training camp that I think for some veteran guys isn't the worst thing in the world to save the wear and tear of it. I mean, I think guys have gotten it down to a science where I don't know if it's the Stone Age where, I mean, guys used to go full pads, two-a-days, 90-degree heat hitting each other. I think camp has gotten dramatically more uh, aware and conscious of guys' bodies and maintaining, but nevertheless, you're still having to rev up the engine and, and... and practice every day. So I think for some of the veteran guys, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to try and not only try and get paid, but also save some of the some of the wear and tear, understanding that this thing, you we got a marathon of a season ahead of us. Well, that's pretty interesting that you bring this up because it's one of the reasons why I think that a holdout that is going on in the NFL right now isn't so bad, and that would be in Dallas. Like there's there's nothing to freak out about right now if if you're a Saints fan or a Cowboys fan or a, a Chargers fan, just for the simple fact of this is also Nick when rhetoric heats up. This is where the back and forths go. You know, we've got guys that can step up. You know, we'd love to have player A a part of our team, but uh, he's not here, so I want to talk about the guys in camp. You hear that year after year. Then you have the other side of I demand to be traded or I'll threaten to sit out the whole season. We we hear that as well. This is where it, where it heats up, but I'm not sure how much – you know, how much truth there is behind those claims. Mm-hmm. But with Ezekiel Elliott's situation, I just find it so different and so unique. And in a way, it's a kind of what you were alluding to. I'm not sure it's a bad thing for the Dallas Cowboys the more I look at it. We talked about Zeke's situation last week. It's been talked about this week here on Fox Sports Radio by many people, including myself and others. Of of When you look at Zeke's situation, I think it's different than Melvin Gordon, simply because he's there's two years left. And I also think, you know, we talked about this last week, that Zeke is just much more a part of what Dallas does. Than, than what the the Chargers do. The Chargers have a better quarterback than what Dallas does. And it was the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. But when you talk about that wear and tear, and when you talk about how the NFL landscape is shaping up, if I'm the Dallas Cowboys, I want Ezekiel Elliott to be Ezekiel Elliott in weeks 13, 14, 15, and then throughout the playoffs. I'm not worried about weeks one, week 
two and week three. And to be honest, I'm not sure if the Dallas Cowboys should either. And I know that there are certain deadlines on on. Zeke's free agency and when he needs to report. But if he gets a new deal, that all kind of becomes moot anyway. Mm -hmm. So I I look at like with the Cowboys and trying to save Ezekiel Elliott or or trying to figure out this contract situation, it's probably better for them to save him considering what is at the end of the finish line for for Dallas or what they want to be at the end of the finish line. I I agree. Are, are Are you viewing this through the lens, though, that they're eventually going to get a deal done? Yes, for the simple fact of that's all the Cowboys have talked about for years. Right. Okay. And it's been in the in the in the frame of Dallas wanted to, and this may be indirect, but Dallas always wanted to win that title within that window that Zeke was a rookie or on his rookie deal. You didn't realize that it was only going to be a three-year window that he was going to hold out after his third year, which was the first time he could ask for a new contract. But the point is, Nick, is by saying that Dallas wanted to win before they had to pay Zeke implied that they were going to pay Zeke no matter what, even after it. And realistically, outside of the off-field issues, and I know that's a big if and taking those out of the equation may not be fair, but on the field, he's done everything that the team has asked him to do and maybe even more. And that's why I feel that Dallas and and the rhetoric Stephen Jones has said, he's the straw that stirs the Cowboys' drink. I think that a deal will get done with Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, and especially when when we're talking about – Saving almost kind of like let's let's steal the Kawhi Leonard load management sure. thing here. When, you, when you're when you're tr- when you're talking about load management, avoiding wear and tear, avoiding the hits, I, I I think it's it's great when you're talking about the running back spot where that is the one thing that's the biggest uh, detriment for a guy like Zeke. You know, it's like man, he's got X amount of carries. You you know, he, he's got a lot of wear and tear. Like you're able to save a lot of that, which is huge. And then the other thing to me is with the running back position too, it, it is, isn't as much of a timing and chemistry position as others on the field. Like Amari Cooper and Dak need work. Like it is going to be maybe a little bit challenging sure. if Amari is off just chilling or working out in a separate facility and then shows up right before week one or week two or whatever. To expect Dak and, and Amari to just hit the ground running, I think is is hard. But it's a little bit different with with a running back. I think it's it's arguably of all the 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 positions offensively. It's the most singular in the sense that it's it does its own thing. You know, toss sweep, inside zone, off tackle. You you can kind of just as long as you're in shape, you can kind of step right in and not miss a beat. And I think Zeke will be in shape. And so I think it's you're not sacrificing any timing. You know what I mean? We're, we're issues there. Yeah. And then as we've talked about, you're you're saving the hits. You're saving. You're getting that load management, avoiding the wear and tear, which is great. And now in a 16 game schedule. Someone may be saying, there's only 16 games. Like You're going to need Ezekiel Elliott for as many games as, as you want. I just want to lay this out for you for Dallas. This is, this is how the Dallas Cowboys open up the 2019 NFL season. And I want you to tell me how their preseasons and offseasons have gone so far. So week one, you open against the New York Giants at home. Okay, <laughs> there hasn't been a team in the NFL that's probably had a worse preseason than what the Giants have had to deal with over these this last week to, to, to start camp. And I don't think we're expecting a lot from the Giants. Week two, you have a road game at Washington. 
We don't know who Washington's quarterback is going to be. There's a lot in the air about what the Redskins are and what the Redskins aren't. They don't have their left tackle, Trent Williams. And Jason LaConfora continues to say that this this relationship is completely fractured, that Williams doesn't trust anything that the Redskins front office says. So the Redskins haven't had a great offseason or preseason. And then, Nick, the Miami Dolphins come to Dallas. I mean, you don't need Ezekiel Elliott to start out 3-0. and with that record and with how bad those teams are coming in, and I know it's the NFL and it's any given Sunday, but if you could pick the three opponents that you no could doubt. play in the first three weeks of the season, at least two of them would be the teams that we mentioned with the Giants and the Dolphins. A road game against Washington may not be one you would select, but I'm sorry, I'd rather face the Redskins than have to go to Philadelphia in week two. And then, you, then it starts to pick up after that. Nick so so when seeing all of this of of having a fresh Zeke Elliott starting week four against the Saints that's probably not such a bad thing either no you're right I mean you couldn't you couldn't drop a better start to this to the season if you are having this sort of issue with Zeke or issue kind of an air quotes uh those are three teams you could be dealing with you know a guy in you mean Rosen could be the guy in Miami and you know he doesn't have a ton of of experience and we also don't know what Josh Rosen really is you never know yeah. if Haskins is the guy in week 2 and then the Giants is I mean they're a mess right now i mean they're 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 look like they're heading for a a disastrous kind of a season the thing that that the question i have is i wonder i think when you try to crawl inside the locker room of Dallas and you try to figure out how is all this landing with the locker room? And I know there's kind of that code, like you don't talk about another man's money, you don't talk about a contract and all that stuff. But nevertheless, like there still is like a team that has to function and they're talking about what's going on with Zeke. And I think as long as Ezekiel Elliott's like a well-respected grinder worker that everyone trusts and likes, then everything's going to be fine because if he comes back, it's almost going to be uh, it'll be a boost when he rejoins. I remember mm-hmm. the the hard knock scene when Darrell Revis rejoined the the huddle, like everyone was celebratory because everybody liked Revis. But if he's not that kind of guy, then it 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 could land a little bit different. So sometimes I wonder about we talk about all the tangible things of like carries and the run game and all this stuff, but I also wonder about the intangible stuff with Zeke and how he's kind of viewed in that locker room too. I think that. Because of the guys around him, and he and Dak are are one A and one B, and there have been reports that that Dak's the one that also kind of steers Zeke with some of this stuff. I think it actually is fine. I mean, heck, half of the big stars of the Dallas Cowboys have, have won. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence is you know looking for a deal. We know Amari Cooper's looking for a deal. I know that they've showed up, but Demarcus Lawrence ends up getting his long term deal with being franchise tag. The point is, they understand the business. I don't think that it's going to be any issue whatsoever. Plus. Let's be honest. He's Ezekiel Elliott. You know, like yeah. in, you know, like I mean, right. there's nobody there to replace him. Like we talk about the, you know, Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler could fill in fine for the Chargers. You don't have that conversation when it comes to Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott and the well, Dallas Cowboys. And then the other thing too with Dallas, and then I know we're up against it, but they, they also are a franchise and a fan base and a whole unit that's unique, uniquely qualified to deal with a star and a, and and issues and drama it's seemingly drama and issues almost every day there so it's not like my point this isn't like it's in an, it's yeah it's a distraction but it's not debilitating to the point where they are just not equipped to deal with this kind of a thing yeah and and you know the questions heck there are enough questions surrounding Jason Garrett's job status yeah you know this right. past season than dealing with Ezekiel Elliott so if there's one if there's one good thing 
called other distractions or if there is such a thing, that would be it for the Dallas Cowboys. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Get Nick on Twitter, at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. There's something new to the NFL this season, and it's not a good thing. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We'll tell you next here on Fox Sports Sunday. At Farmers Insurance, we have concrete evidence that parking under an industrial cement mixer, that's just asking for trouble. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. Glad to have you with us. Coming up an hour from now, we'll catch up with Alex Marvez of Sirius XM NFL Radio as he is on the road for NFL training camps. Checking out the Cowboys today, just down the road from us here in Southern California. And then in two hours from now, I encourage you to take a listen because we are going to check in on a an author of a book. And, and, and when you talk about Bionic Man, this guy is it. Transplants. Uh, he, he has he lost an eye, battled diabetes, cancer, all while continuing in, in, in trying to live life as a football coach, and his life is revolved around football, and in fact actually died for about six minutes. He's the author, author of a book that came out just a couple of months ago. He'll be joining us. Joe Lafferty will join us in about two hours or so. Get Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. So 
This season, Dan Byers got got a chance to uh, this NFL season's got a chance to look and feel way different, and it's because this new pass interference rule, which is going to allow coaches to challenge pass interference penalties or even non calls. And again, I, I Dan, I almost think we need to say this out loud every Sunday until the season starts, so we're used to it. Like this is going to be this is going to be a, a big shock to a lot of people's system and. I'm concerned with what this is going to look like, and there could be some unintended consequences from this. And Yahoo's Charles Robinson reported something really, really interesting that he's already had some sources admit that they're going to explore techniques or plays aimed at drawing defensive pass interference and these sources all assume that every other team is going to do the same thing. And the line that stuck out to me was Charles Robinson wrote that the NFL is totally weaponized pass interference. So my question to you is, how big of a deal is this new pass interference rule going to to be? I've always felt that the pass interference penalty has been the most um, – unjust penalty that there is, especially when it comes to spot a foul, considering mm-hmm. what happens on a particular play. And there, I, I understand, listen, you, your your life is, is, when it comes down to it, you're a basketball guy. You know about clear path. You know about breakaways. There are different fouls when there, there's something like that in the basketball game. I think in the NFL, if a guy's going to have a 60-yard touchdown and he beats you on an out-and-up and and you tackle him, then, okay, I could see a 60-yard penalty. But there are a lot of times, Nick, where I look at penalties, and I've always felt that the spot of the foul was way too harsh for the defense. And now, to add on what you're saying of teams are trying to be creative and devise ways for it to work for them even more when it has so much already in my mind over how many years it's been, it's been I think that's not good for the game. I think it's no. awful. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, it, it, it's, it's the most punitive penalty in football. I mean, it, it, it can be devastating. And now if it's being, quote unquote, weaponized and you're and you're trying to almost I don't want to say trick the officials because you're going to be able to review it, which I suppose is a good thing. But at the same time, that's a scary combination there. And I don't know what to think, because if you would have talked to me a year ago, Dan, I, I was I thought I think this rule is going to be uh, enormous and I think it's only going to last for a year. But then again, I thought that there, there's people get remember last year they had the the new leading with the helmet rule where if like any any player on the field initiated contact by leading with their helmet, it was going to be a penalty. Offense, defense didn't matter. I thought to myself, well, you were, there's going to be 60 flags thrown on every sure. single play, <laughs> yeah. and it, it wasn't like that. Now, I think it's because they didn't really necessarily follow up on uh, implementing and, and uh, holding the rule Every single play, sure. But so I guess my point is, it's easy to point to paint doom and gloom now, and then things have a way of kind of normalizing. But I just again say it out loud: you can challenge pass interference calls. Like, why would if something's even close? Why if you're if you're well, Sean Payton, why not why not challenge it? Like, I, I don't I don't I just wonder what this is going to look like now. Well, that that's like that's my issue with, and you bring up Sean Payton because it's the perfect point of. What was really what was at stake? What was really wrong with the play in the NFC Championship game? Was it was it the fact that Sean Payton 
couldn't challenge it or it couldn't be reviewed? Or was it the fact that the call was missed? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I look at it as... Like that's the issue with me. So you've got to figure out a way. And I know, like you're gonna, you could argue and say, well, this now allows allows missed calls to be corrected. But I think that we're looking at something here that is complete. Like that, the call was so egregious, and it was a bad call. But the effects that it's going to have on other plays of teams, if you're you know third and thirty of just chucking it downfield and being like, hey. I'll just try to review this, and maybe they can see some pass interference. Like that is the, that's the road that this has opened up. So I think that even it had been talked about in the past, and I had never liked the rule, Nick. But now because of this play, it allowed it to be ushered in, and I just don't think we were focused on the right things. I think this is actually going to backfire as well for offensive teams on big plays. If you can if you can review an offensive push off. Where I mm. think it's much more likely to happen than a defender trying to jostle for position or maybe didn't turn his head back just enough. I think we're gonna have more of those calls. If I'm a if I'm a you know a defense, I'm telling my head coach, hey, review that push off. That's how he got three yard separation, or that's how he got a yard. And that's just something that that I necessarily don't want to go down a road. And it's not gonna make games longer because there's only the challenge that you can have. But the point is, is it's just, yeah, we're, we're, we're nitpicking here. And if you're trying to – how about just figuring out ways to catch the ball instead of trying to draw pass interference in training camp? Yeah. I, right? I, yeah. I, it's just – yeah, it's crazy to think that people are, are spending time figuring out how to draw pass interference <laughs> rather than like let's, <laughs> let's, you know, let's beat a cover two and get a first yeah. down. You know what I mean? Drill, let's uh, go. Line them up. <laughs> P.I. drill. <laughs> well, that's but, – but it's weird how – you're seeing that in basketball too with flopping. I mean, guys clearly are working on snapping their head back, trying to initiate contact, draw fouls in an unnatural way. And I guess it, it's sure. this could be kind but, of like the equivalent of flopping in the NFL. Yeah, but if you if you draw a charge, you're not awarded 17 points. No, you know, exactly like, right. and that's yeah. the, that's the issue with the NFL with the spot of ball foul. And again, it comes it comes from a play. That would never should have been a spot of you yeah. know. Well, and then like people are, it's just the the poster child and the and the catalyst for this rule is is this Saints uh, NFC Championship blown call. Watch a game on watch watch an NFL Sunday, and if you think all these reviews are going to be that egregious and obvious, you're crazy. And so the the thing that scares me is when you are opening the door to reviewing subjective judgment calls, that is a slippery slope because even even upon review, you might be with two, you ever been watching having a watch party and you'll get that a review and half the room will go, oh, that's definitely past interference, and half the room will go, no way. Well, that's how it's going to be now and you're going to be reviewing all these it's just i'm not i'm i'm all i'm not anti-review if you can figure out you know was the ball inbounds or out of bounds was someone's foot inbounds or out of bounds you know what like did the ball come out before the knee hit the ground to me those are tangible things you can look at but at the end of the day pass interference to me is still a very subjective judgment kind of call and i just don't think you're going to be having such easy black and white reviews on Sundays now, and that is going to be concerning. There is one thing that I like about this, and this is where I, I I'm glad that like coaches have the challenge for it, where it's just not pass interference are going to be reviewed no matter what, because you really have to decide when to use it or not. The 
Sean Payton said that coaches will now be more judicial when it comes to deciding what to review or not to review. I think two things about that. Number one, good, because you shouldn't be reviewing, you know, seven yard catches in the first two minutes of a game yeah, to see if it was it was called. But second of all, doesn't that comment or the the notion of it make more of a weapon to what Charles Robinson is saying as well? Like mm-hmm. I've got this advantage that I want to hold on to and I don't want to I don't want to use this quote unquote advantage where replay used to be like okay maybe it can you do a wrong or you know rewrite a wrong but now this is almost considered an advantage in your back pocket that you don't want to waste I think that's interesting and I think that lends to what Charles Robinson was saying as well yeah and that just that 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 line, the NFL has totally weaponized past interference, just almost sent like a chill up my football spine of like, ooh, man, if if this thing goes wrong, which I think it could, this could be a big, big storyline every single weekend in the NFL. I want to see other was pass interference 40 yards away. You like got a different play, had nothing to do with the football, but all of a sudden, you know what? He was right. There it is, first down, and uh, the drive stays alive. He's Nick, he's Nick Baum, Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, if you had one guy, just one guy, to take the snaps for the 2019 NFL season, who would it be? You'll be surprised what Nick Get Off My Lawn Boss says. But first, yes. David Gascon's here to give us the latest. Hello, David. What's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, doing well. Good. I'm in. Uh, I'm in hour number fifteen of a of a fast. Oh, interesting. It's challenging. Uh, that, how long is this going to go? Twenty four hours. Uh, it should go another three hours. All right. What's Lay tough, up, man? man? I'm starving. That's exactly I don't it. Know how you do that? I really. I don't. I don't know how. What what happened to wasn't the all the studies used to say eating every three hours is what you want to do? Yeah. Now it's like the complete opposite of that. What's happening? I, uh, well, I went to Europe and gained no weight. In fact, I think I lost some weight. And now that I'm back home, I haven't eaten the best and I've drank a little bit. And now I've gained weight. Okay. <laughs> and so I've been on a slow where I just always eat. That's what I've been. <laughs> Hey, but the, the saying goes, right, you can never outwork a bad diet. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm, I'm hustling, but I'm, I'm running in mud. So it's not good. Well, hang in there. Uh, these, these next two and a half hours are going to fly by. I know they will. Just like for the listener. And you know what? The one thing I was going to ask both of you guys, because you brought the pass interference, is what about in college football? Because we get pass interference calls when a wide receiver clearly outruns his quarterback's arm. And he'll underthrow it by like 10 or 15 yards. Right. As he tries to come back to the ball, he'll just run into the defender, usually a corner or a safety. And then all of a sudden, it's 15 yards of the pass interference when the ball wasn't even catchable. I, I mean, I think that there's like any plays like that. I, I, I like college footballs, at least of the it's not spot of the foul. That's true. Yeah. I don't mind if you make I it agree. 20 yards. I, I mean, I would have no no problem with that. But to to have a penalty be 57 yards is, is pretty, crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy <laughs> to me. <laughs> that's yeah. right. No, it definitely is true. Speaking of which, guys, we'll stick with the National Football League and wide receivers. I don't know what it is in training camp so far, but they're all nicked up. Uh, MRI today on Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green revealed that he has 
has a torn ligament or torn ligaments in his left ankle. He'll be out at least six to eight weeks. Won't be available for the season opener against Seattle. Raiders have activated Antonio Brown today. Their wideout was on the active non-football injury list, but he's back in action. Team also waived Chris Warren, a running back. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball, Yankees placed uh, left-handed pitcher CeCe Sabathia on the injury list with knee inflammation. Washington Nationals manager Dave Martinez says Max Scherzer did not throw his bullpen session today and now is listed as very doubtful throughout the rest of the week. Meanwhile, on the field to play. And the pitch to Dozier is belted to deep right center field. This is way back. This is going, going. Nationals Radio Network as they took care of the Dodgers 11-4. Steven Strasburg 14-4 this season and went seven innings, had nine Ks in the victory. Meanwhile, the Twins did the same to the White Sox, hammering them 11-1. Max Kepler was 2-5 for five with a home run his 28th of the season. And the Rays and Blue Jays got tied 9-9 into the ninth inning. Rays finally won at 10-9 was the final score. Phillies all over the Braves 9-4 in that one. And the Cubbies launched on the Brewers today. It was all Kyle Schwarber, three Three for three, two home runs, including a grand slam. Seven runs driven in. Chicago 11, Milwaukee 4. And the Yankees are looking to avoid a four-game sweep at Fenway tonight. First pitch at 7.05. Chris Sale on his 5-9 record with an ERA of fours on the bump for the home team as they've scored 38 runs in the last three games against the Bronx Bombers in that series. Back to Dan Byer and Nick Bond in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Gun to his head. Does Nick Bott choose Cam Newton as his quarterback in 2019? Ooh, we shall find <laughs> out. Uh-oh. Cam Newton's going to come up later in the show. Yes, in a very, very surprising way. For sure, yes. But Nick is, here's the thing with Nick. Nick, what are you, 35? 35 years of 35 age. 35 years of age. But I'm older than Nick by a good seven years. Mm-hmm. But Nick is more of the get-off-my-lawn guy than me. And <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. I'm gonna t- just, just for example, see, so Nick is still on the LeBron is the best player in the NBA mountain. Yep. It's yep. July 28th, and I'm going to reveal the curtain a little bit. In Nick's pre-show mo- uh, notes, he wrote a uh, poll of coaches, execs, and GMs on best player in the NBA. No votes for LeBron? Not one? Okay, so so he is all for LeBron. He's all yep. for LeBron. Dave, take one guess. What quarterback Nick Ba would want f- to start the and play the 2019 season in the National Football League? Just take one guess. Uh, I will say Tom Brady. Nick? Correct. There it is. is there it is. Am I that predictable? What's all this move? Predictable now. I was scared for a What's, second. No, I know. Oh, I want to say tough. Joe Montana. No. Yes. <laughs> he was second. He was second yeah. on the list. Uh, you're Bart st- Star. You're, I want. I want Bart Star. Oh, come okay. on. You know yeah. that's. Uh, he just passed. But sorry. Uh, that's all right. It's all good. It's all good. We all love Bart Star. You love Tom Brady though. Uh, or yeah. like you love him in this scenario, despite the questions about what Tom Brady can and can't do on the football field anymore. If you could pick one quarterback for the 2019 season, it's still Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I, it is. I guess I'm just I'm. I feel like every like as much as you guys are kind of going, oh man, Nick, geez, get, move on. It's 20. I, I don't I don't understand what people. This dude 
when you take the combination of talent, intangibles, experience, all those things over the course of a season, he's the guy that I would want week in and week out. And, I mean, the past 18 seasons, there's been one constant in New England. Running backs have changed. And wide receivers have changed. And tight ends have changed. And defensive personnel has changed. There's been one dude that's continued to trot out there with a helmet. It's been Tom Brady. And all they do is win, 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 win. And I know I'm getting a winner. I know I'm going to get a guy that elevates others around him. I'm going to get a great teammate. I'm getting a great leader. Uh, I know he's going to be prepared every single week. I don't get any of the, yes, he got the arm talent as Aaron Rodgers right now. Nah, probably not. But I'm also maybe not getting some of the prima donna stuff that, that you, you, you get with him. Uh, is he as athletic as, as some of these other guys, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and Cam Newton? No, but he, he gets the job done. I, I just, I, I think we can view Tom Brady through a lens and say, well, this is, he, he's, he maybe can't, he's, you know, not mobile, doesn't do these things. The guy wins. Like, I don't, I don't, to me, it's it's. I do it, and it's not even a, it's it's not even a question for me. The the everything that you posed is is very fair. And when you look at when you look at a shorter shorter window of opportunity, meaning we're not saying if you could start your team with one quarterback. Yes, that's right why now. I wanted to yeah I yeah. wanted to frame it like you got one season. Yeah. This isn't the next five years. We have we are we have one year next year. That's it. Well, that's it's funny because I think if you said I had one game. I think I would be on board with your Brady. If you could say I, could, I would need one guy to come in, win the game, it would be Tom Brady. And if it would be if you could have one guy to start your franchise right now for the rest of the your career, I think it would be Patrick Mahomes. But when you take those two guys and then you just put it as a season, I don't know if I can take either of them. And I just keep coming back to Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. with, with with of of just of who is who do we expect to have all of the consistencies and all of those intangibles of a veteran quarterback that Tom Brady has yet also with some of the moxie and the ability to take over a game with the mobility and a lot of different things that maybe someone like a Patrick Mahomes has. And and I just think you end up coming on, on, on a conclusion that it may not be Mahomes for a season and it may not be Brady. It's just Aaron Rodgers to me is the is the obvious answer. Of course we're taking injuries out of this and supporting cast. It's just the guy, but that's I, I, I still fall back on Rodgers. But I'm sur- I'm surprised with the Brady just for the for the entire length of the season because I'm not sure even how much the Patriots care about the regular season. So, yeah, huh. uh, but I don't. I mean, he's still winning. Now, granted, the division is what it is, but I yeah. mean, they're still winning eleven games. You know, I mean, it's they're still winning and led the NFL in passing yards two years ago. Yeah, so, I, I guess my thing is like because I'm with you. I, I've always said that Brady's the goat, but if we're talking about raw talent at the quarterback position, I've never seen anybody more talented than Aaron Rodgers. That that you know, in terms of just the ability to play the position. But ultimately, that's got to translate to to wins. And sure, does does Brady have Bill Belichick and the culture of New England and all those things? E- yeah, but I also am not ready to totally hold that against Brady, and because that would be kind of insinuating that that it's more like if we're if we're dividing out credit here that it's sure. more about that than it is actual Brady and I, I also don't want to be a hypocrite and blame everything on Rodgers for why they haven't won consistently but at some point 
Like you, you gotta, you, you gotta win. Consi- this guy has done nothing but win consistently, and I'm, I'm gonna side with that. You're rolling the dice on that that cliff, that edge of that cliff that we've seen time and time again with older quarterbacks. That when it goes, it goes quickly. Would Rogers be your number two? Rogers would be my number two, uh, and then I'd probably, I'd probably have Andrew Luck three. Oh. Ah, interesting. I would have gone Rodgers, Mahomes, and then I haven't even thought of a number three. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm just... Uh, for me, have you seen a lot of erosion in Brady's game? At like, times, does he look like a guy? Yeah, you know, you ever, yeah, have a car, at, you ever been driving your car and you're like, you can kind of feel it starting to go? You're like, man, this thing's got not much that, not that much longer. I, like, do you feel, I don't feel like, I, I don't feel like when I'm watching Brady, I'm like, this dude is, it's just a, it's a, I think there are, of time. there are throws that he makes now that he never made before. I think we saw one of those in the first half of the Super Bowl against the Rams that we all forgot. So we'd have to go back and watch. But what I think is unique about Brady and it goes back to the Chiefs game is when they win the coin toss, you know that they're going to to win the game. You know they're going right. when they win the coin toss in Super Bowl 51, they're going to go down and score after being down 28 to 3. Like you know those things are happening. So that's why you say when you say possession, when you say one game, I can understand why Brady is there, but man, if it falls off the cliff, it goes quick. Goes no question. Quick. No he's, question. He's Nick Bond, Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part: figuring out which way is easier. They've had the worst training camp of any team in the National Football League so far, and the reason there's a reason you shouldn't worry about them. We'll tell you who that is next here on Fox Sports Sunday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 
At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Byer. He's Nick Bob. Glad to have you with us. You can always listen to the show on the iHeartRadio app and FoxSportsRadio.com. And if you missed the show, just go to FoxSportsRadio.com and click on Podcast. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. When you click on Podcast, you'll see a list of shows. Then click on Fox Sports Radio Weekends, and that's where you will find Fox Sports Sunday with Nick Baugh and myself, Dan Byer. Get Nick on Twitter at Nick Baugh. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Quickly, before we get to the worst preseason for an NFL team so far what's the where's the worst place to have a sunburn I've put this on the rundown for about three straight weeks right right where would be the gold medal worst place to have a sunburn man it's hard it's for me it's kind of challenging to not want to say anywhere on your like your upper back and neck shoulder area like if you lump that all into what like for to me I've you you get your neck and your and your the the top mm-hmm. of your back real burnt up. That's that's brutal back there. I got to talk to two fair skinned guys across the glass and uh, Sam and Gavin. Uh, Sam's got the you know the the red hairish sort of thing. Your, your skin's yeah. a little pale. What, what's the worst spot for a for a sunburn for you, Sam? My family used to go on vacation in in the Caribbean. I'd get regularly sunburned. Yes. Just brutal sunburns. All, all over the place. Just yeah. yeah. And it's like we did the sunscreen, it just would wash off and you know, over the course of hours I'd just get torched. Um <laughs> yeah. I've had some bad sunburns, uh yeah, on my shoulders and back. Those are terrible. And also uh, I've had a really bad one on my nose before. Ooh, nose. Ooh, Gavin, ow. Gavin nodding with the nose. Yeah, that that was my answer. Uh very underrated, I think, the nose as the worst place. Uh neck easily to me is the most annoying because it just it seems to happen to me every time. That's where I miss um, but what about, I don't know if I've been burned on my arms before though. I don't think yeah. the arms are usually as arms. I think are yeah. doable. Quads yeah. are much worse. Like, cause then you have to sit down. Like, have you ever had a one on your, like sunburn, like you sit at a ball game for like six straight hours in the sun. You didn't realize that your shorts were back and now all of a sudden your, your quads <laughs> are red. Now you got to sit for the next week and you got to deal with that. That's underrated. Scalp. Try showering. Tops of your yeah, feet that's are bad. Oh, Itchy yeah. Itchy tops of your feet. Bad. Back your is, stomach, yeah. you get your stomach, because anytime you kind of sit down, there's pain. That stomach's ba- not fun either. Back is the worst. Back is the the national anthem that we would play because it would be the gold medal winner. Because yeah. every every place else you can treat or scratch. But if you get one on your back, you are dislocating your arm trying to scratch your back with sunburn. <laughs> it is it is not even I, I I don't even think it's that close. I think back has got to be the worst. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. Consensus. Uh by the way, we've taken up the whole segment talking about sunburns, but it's totally fine. The New York Giants have had the worst preseason, I think, of any team, wouldn't you say, so far? You've oh, got, yeah. yeah. I mean, aside from the the questions about Eli and Daniel Jones and now dealing away Odell Beckham Jr., you've got the fracture to Sterling Shepard's thumb. You've got the Corey Coleman torn ACL. Here's my only thing I'm going to say about this, Nick. What were we expecting from the Giants anyway? Like I, I like I know we love tragedies and we love like needing to see people at their worst. However, to see to to what were we expecting from them? Like I 
Sterling Shepard stinks and it went from bad from worse. I just wasn't expecting a lot from the Giants. The, I agree. The one thing that I think this might do is expedite the end of the Eli era and the beginning of the Daniel Jones era because they're going to be bad. There's nothing around Eli, and I think that'll maybe want them to turn the page quick. I don't know. I mean, that, that might be the only thing, but I'm with you. And it wasn't like they were going anywhere anyway. Yeah, if I was Eli, I wouldn't want to play either with the guys that are actually <laughs> healthy Amen. on that field. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. We finally heard from Tyreek Hill. Again. Wild day of baseball and continues into the good Sunday night. Earlier today, Cubbies and Brewers were going at it. From the stretch, the pitch. Schwerber drives one in the air. Get out the tape measure. Grand slam. Grand slam. Kyle Schwarber. Cubs lead 4-0. Cubbies radio network. That thing was gone. Long gone. And for Schwarber, seven runs driven in, including two homers on the day. 24 and counting. Chicago 11, Milwaukee 4. Astros closed out the Cardinals 6-2. Wade Malley. Miley picked up the W, 9-4 this season, had 6Ks in five innings. Rangers with a 2-1 lead in Oakland over the A's, and the Orioles are doubling up the Angels 4-2 in Anaheim. Down at Petco Park in San Diego, Giants lead the Padres 5-4 in the NFL. Bad news, A.J. Green torn ligaments in his left ankle. He'll be out at least six to eight weeks. I'm David Gascon. We are So many training camp storylines to follow, plus David Gaskin will keep us up to date of what's happening with Major League Baseball's trade deadline as well. Glad to have you with us. And Brooks Kepka, winner at the WGC event in Memphis. It is Fox Sports Sunday as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We started off the show, Nick, talking about holdouts, guys who aren't in camp or who may not be participating, guys looking for new contracts. But there was the arrival of one player at a camp that grabbed all the headlines, and that was Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. He is not going to face uh, child abuse charges, was cleared of that, and the Chiefs allowed him to go back to the uh, to team activities, and now he's taking part in training camp. And for what would be a training camp with a lot of optimism, considering where Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went a year ago, this situation has kind of made the opening of that training camp just um, a bit off, I, w- I would say. I don't even know if that's the right way to put it, but that's been the story instead of where can this Chiefs team go in 2019. Yeah, I mean, there's just – it's one of the reasons that I've, I I have a uh, – I, I, I don't want to say I'm concerned for Kansas City. They just, they've had a lot – I mean, they've had the Kareem Hunt thing. They've had the Tyreek Hill. They just have had a lot of noise and a lot of – a lot of issues surrounding their their team, and at some point that has to have some sort of effect on on what ends up happening on the field. Uh, but there's there's no doubt that the the Tyree Kill decision to not have any sort of suspension kind of surprised a lot of people last week. But I also, I mean, there also is is one of those things where the you know the NFL did a full-fledged investigation and they couldn't really find any hard evidence. And so I don't I don't necessarily want to blindly just believe everything with the NFL because certainly they've they've sure. been proven to not be the most trustworthy entity in in various instances. But at the same time, you know, if you don't got a smoking gun, you don't got any hard evidence, it gets it, you you enter into a weird space 
where it gets hard to kind of delve out certain suspensions. And that's kind of, even when with Tyreek Hill speaking today at camp, it just gets challenging to, you know, what to make heads or tails of because of the fact that there was this investigation that was that was really thorough and it came out without any sort of suspension. So you, you, you try to connect those two things and it gets challenging. I, I also think it's such an individual situation when it comes to us, the fans, where we don't know Tyreek Hill, we don't know the parties that were involved. So what we know or all we know is what we hear and what's reported on and what may be leaked. Now, the issue with that is this reminds me of a lot of different situations, whether it be a Michael Vick situation, whether it be how some people viewed Tiger Woods during his scandal. There are people who will never cheer for Tyreek Hill again for just some of the things that came out. There are going to be people who would have stood by his side no matter what came right, for the right. Th- that's like that's it's an individual thing and there's just going to be people one way or another. What I think is interesting today though is when we finally heard Tyreek Hill speak to the media was he was asked about that leaked audio and the leaked audio from a few weeks back was from KCTV Five in Kansas City. They were the ones who got the audio and. Just for context purposes and to put what Tyreek Hill said today, he was asked a question about the leaked audio from a few weeks ago. This was that audio from a few weeks ago. He is terrified of you. And you say that he respects you, but it's not It's he not respect. Me. It's terrified. He is terrified of you. You need to be terrified of me, too. And then he started crying. And then you were like, stop, shut, shut up, shut up, stop crying. Right. Stop, stop crying, stop crying. Right. And then he kept crying because he was scared. He's terrified. And what you grabbed That's onto sad. him somehow, or he fell, one of the two. I didn't do nothing. That's sad, bro. That is really sad. Then why does he say daddy did it? Why? Why does he say daddy did it? I don't know. He says daddy does a lot of things. Like what? We bring that up not to say this is what was said. We don't know the context of that recording. But the point is, this is what Tyreek Hill responded to when asked a question today about that leaked audio. Punching my son in my chest, that would probably refer to me teaching my son how to box. Because uh, we do got um, boxing gloves at, um, at our house. And our son, like, he's like Iron Man. So he loves Iron Man, Aquaman. He's like, Daddy, come on, come on, come on, all the time. So that's, that's what it is, man. And, you know, sometimes things get thrown out of context, you know, when feelings get involved and emotions. But I ain't going to get into all that right now. So that was, was Tyreek Hill today. That, I... <laughs> I, I don't know like how if it's a if it's a PR thing, but I didn't I would have almost Nick rather have heard that I just I, I can't get into that stuff. I yep. you know, I'm sorry. I apologize for everybody that was involved. I just can't get into that stuff instead of making it seem like we were to be like Oh yeah. boxing. Oh, yeah. of course it was boxing. It just, when it hits your ear a certain way, that's normally how you are going to remain feeling about it. That's how it hit my ear of just, huh, something just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I I mean, for me, I'm with you. I think you either, you're either going to address it all or not. So to to just drop the whole boxing thing and then say, I'm not going to get into all that. Well, you've, you've kind of, you've, you've cracked the door open a little bit. 
it's hard. It's hard then to slam that thing shut. I mean, it's it. This is hard because I I know what the audio sounded like, and it didn't sound good. But again, I go back. I also think after the investigation the NFL did, the fact that they couldn't really find any hard evidence to suspend him, I'm at the point where I don't know what to do with this stuff. Like, does his whole, you know, we like to box, does that sound like a pretty convenient excuse? Yeah, it does. But I, I, what are we going to say? I just flat out, I don't believe you? You know, I, I, don't, no. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know what to, what to do with it. My, my issue is this, is that it, it doesn't seem that Tyreek Hill – has learned the lessons or learned any lessons from this. Mm-hmm. There's no contrition. There's no He doesn't need to apologize to you and me or any member of the media, but we've seen many a times where people have put in been put in situations that have been uh not advantageous to them or others and there's apolog- apologies that have come out. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see some understanding or realizing of having a realization of what is at stake and it's not a football career you know we're talking about you know you know a a three-year-old boy and and a relationship and it's those sort of things if he were to come out and have an apology that would have satisfied me nick i understand it may not have satisfied other people or there would have been other people who would have said he didn't need to apologize they didn't find anything wrong with him but just in the way of, of hearing about it, and there was also another clip where, where somebody asked a question about, uh, just asked him a question. And in the middle of it, he was like, what's your name again? Mm. But he did it in, yep. in somewhat what seemed like, a, or what's your name? Like, who are you? Where it was just very condescending. And and yeah. that's just the that's just the vibe that I get from it. It's, you know, Tyree Kill is back playing football, and and I don't know if you want to say he got away with anything or or had to go through the ringer and now comes out to the other side. I just to understand the whole grasp of everything is my issue with it, and that's why today it just it, it didn't it didn't hit me right when I when I heard it. I wish there would have been more uh, more of a, more of an apology, more of contrition from from Tyree Kill than anything else. Yeah, I mean just. To- you come out and and rather rather than because like I said either you're going to address the specifics of these things or you're not you know and and to me it's what because I think the important thing is as you're saying is kind of seeing the big picture of this thing and and what you would have rather heard was a guy that is understands the importance of being a father and and understands uh, you know I, I I love my child I I you know the fact that this has even there's even been accusations or whatever you know to to address the 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 just sadness of that sure. whole situation probably would have been a better route to go but you know I mean at this point. Like you said, the hard part about these types of things is there are some people that are going to draw their line in the sand and they're not budging. You know, like they they are they're either anti Tyreek Hill from here on out, or they're just going to go, okay, listen, I like watching that guy play on Sundays. That's what it is, and it's it's hard. I just again when when you go back to the investigation and the fact that they didn't find any hard evidence. That that's hot. That that is something that makes it challenging because there's. I mean, just because something doesn't sound good doesn't mean that there was actual bad things that occurred. You know what I mean? Like we still got to live in a world where there's got to be some sort of evidence with with things. And at this point, I guess there wasn't any. You know? And I mean, again, like I said, I have a three year old daughter, three, so the exact same age. Like I I, I am a, I couldn't imagine some of the things that are being uh you know are, are being accused to, sure. to to have done but but nevertheless 
it's uh, you know unless there's there's hard evidence, it gets challenging to know what to to do moving and, forward. And, and I'm not saying that that Tyreek Hill is guilty or innocent. What bothers me about it is that whether whether you're the the victim in in the matter or you're the person that has caused it, I think that there is you know something to you know something to learn from. And when you're having your press conference for the first time, to have just just to understand what that means. Like the next day, it's going to get better when you're asked questions, or maybe there won't be as many, or maybe you're talking about football. But for the first time, when we actually get to hear from Tyreek Hill, to then, and 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 I don't know if it's real, and I don't know if it's if it's not. I mean, maybe the boxing thing is real. Maybe the yeah, Iron Man. Uh, we we will we will never know. The point is, it just didn't come off that way. It, yeah. it didn't come off as, you know what? Like if if. If you had to go through all of that and were being put by you know through the ringer by someone else who was trying to sabotage your career, if that was the case, I also would have been at the you know being like, I I I feel like I would have spoken like I had been through the ringer, like it just yes, you know you're, no the, you're right. I mean think about think about stop for a second and think if. You were accused of abusing your child, and it was flat out not true. Think about how uh, I don't want to how emotional I should how emotional it would be in addressing that. Mm-hmm. Be very emotional, right? Yeah. I mean, both both ways of of there would be the emotion of anger. There'd be the emotion of of sadness. There'd be the most there there'd be every emotion imaginable. And you didn't the the little bit that you heard from you didn't get it uh, you, you just you didn't you didn't feel all the emotions that you would assume you felt from someone that was totally falsely accused. But again, uh, that's that could be projecting on my part. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I I can understand where you're coming from. Where it's like you really try to put yourself in in that person's shoes and give them the benefit of the doubt. They they certainly didn't sound how you anticipated them sounding. Here's the other issue with this: is realistically th- those sound bites that we're going to hear from Tyreek Hill are going to be 99.5 percent of the sound bites that anybody across this country would hear of outside of Kansas City or or with the Chiefs. Realistically, this is this is your opportunity. This is the first time. This is the story. People aren't going to care when you're talking about you know your week two win and then what's ahead for week three. They aren't paying attention. Perception is reality in a lot of these cases. And to not understand how you are being perceived by your actions and coming off in this situation is en- going to end up being Tyreek Hill's reality, and that's something that he's also going to have to live with. Agree. So, totally agree. He's Nick Baum, Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Get Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Beyer on Fox. Alex Marvez is out camping, and he's camping with the Cowboys. How has life been without Zeke? We'll talk about it next year on Fox Sports Sunday. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. Getting you set for training camps across the National Football League. As joining us in just a little bit will be Alex Marvez as we check in from Dallas Cowboys camp. Find Nick on Twitter at Nick Baum at Dan Byer on Fox. Do want to let you know, Nick. And uh, even Gavin and Sam, who chimed in a bit earlier, Arturo tweeted in, went to Laughlin, Nevada one time, average temp there, about 112 all week, put sunblock all over his body, except his feet. Yes, so the feet were burned, said he ended up with boils from the sunburn and ruined the trip. Yeah, you kind of, sunblock will only block where you put it. And Odd how that works. Yeah. And, Odd how that works. And I can understand how feet could make the metal stand of worse places to be sunburned. <laughs> no doubt. No uh, doubt. Hopefully he's sitting in the shade out in Oxnard. A good friend, Alex Marvez from Sirius XM NFL Radio, joins us. Happy travels, Alex. How are you? I am doing okay. Yes, indeed. The uh, training camp tour I'm on is off and running, and I made it to Cowboys camp before St. Elliott. How about that? All right. Hey, there <laughs> we go. Well, let's just uh, let's just start there. Nick and I had talked about it earlier, but what is the mood surrounding his holdout? I know it's sometimes tough to judge because training camp is training camp, but do you get any different feel with Zeke not being there in these first couple of days? No. We honestly, and, and listen, they haven't even done the padded practice thing yet. So, like, you know, there's really not much to miss right now. Now, where he would be missed is if guys start getting hurt. And then you start running out of numbers. And then you have to make roster decisions, you know, because Zeke isn't there. So do you have to cut a player at one position and go light there because you need to bring in a running back? Those types of things. Listen, in some ways, to be quite honest with you, this is a positive thing for the Cowboys and that Anthony Pollard right now, Tony Pollard, their fourth-round pick out of Memphis, is going to get a lot of chances to get up to speed as to how this Cowboys offense is going to operate. Mike Weber, former Ohio State running back, seventh-round pick, 
he's going to get an additional chance to show that he can stick on the 53. You see where I'm going with this? Until you know, and, and look, there are certain things in, in in Zeke's contract. For example, if he doesn't report by August 6th, he doesn't get in the crude year toward free agency. You know that they're going to basically uh, his contract tolls for a year, where he would become a restricted free agent at the end of it. There are mechanisms in place that protect the Cowboys to an extent against the holdout of a player who is under contract. Does anyone want to see this happen? No, but Zeke has a decision to make, and he's just trying to make a statement by not showing up. But right now, I mean, look, I think Dak Prescott a priority for the Dallas Cowboys and Zeke Elliott. You know, when you consider Zeke's off-field behavior, guys, and the fact that you know he had to meet with the commissioner again and has admitted he needs to grow up a bit, well, who can blame him for feeling maybe a little bit hesitant to offer him a huge money deal? Alex, I don't want to put you on the spot because this just happened, uh, gosh, a couple hours ago. Tyreek Hill uh, spoke about uh, some of the things in the the leaked audio uh, regarding some of the things that happened to his three-year-old son. said that, that some of that could have been attributed to that him and his son like to box. They have boxing gloves and all that. I guess if, if you've heard some of his comments, how did they land to you? Uh, you know, look, it's a good thing it was on a Sunday, right? Because, I mean, I think, I think maybe people, it was going to generate more buzz if, he, if some of the things that he said took place on a, on a weekday. I, I listen, I, the authorities didn't have enough to convince, you know, to be convinced that Zeke Elliott or his fiance should be charged with the abuse of his three-year-old son, right? I mean, and, you know, listen, people raise parents, their kids differently. Some believe in, in you, know, uh, you know, hitting or, you know, physical action as a form of discipline. Others don't, you know. And when it comes to Tyreek Hill, I mean, look, he admitted it himself that he's got a lot of growing up that he has to do. And you just hope that he learns from this, that you never see another incident like this happen again, and that his son is able to grow up and be normal and leave this message behind him, and he becomes a great dad. You know, I mean, the Chiefs clearly believe in Tyreek Hill. Clearly. They're sticking with him. I would not be surprised if a contract extension is signed. At some point, I'll be one with a ton of clauses that, you know, if there's another repeat of this, then no, he's never going to collect all the money that he could in his NFL career. They're standing by him. Look, I, I mean, it, it's it's not great. I just, I don't, I think when you hear something like that, he makes you roll your eyes about that, you know, and was there any other types of discipline that happened with his son that we don't even know about? In other instances, clearly the boy was taken to protective services for a bit right now. Tyreek Hill has a lot of growing up to do. Let's see if he actually does it. Alex Barvez joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hear Alex on Sirius XM NFL Radio. One more on the Tyreek Hill stuff, and it's more a question about how teams and how players' agents operate. How much PR training do they get? Because I, I like, oh, I mean, fun. Okay, because I was going to say, be, that was the issue that I had, and Nick and I had just talked about it at the top of the hour of, you know, perception's reality. And when it sounds like you're, you're flippant or you're, you're trying to make excuses, that comes off poorly, and that's a lot of times how you're going to be perceived. I was wondering how much Tyreek Hill actually may have gotten from his people or the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I'm sure a ton, you know, and they'll go over scripted points and how you can answer this and how they would – their best advice. And listen, the, the best media relations folks have the ability to be able to convince someone to spin things a certain way and have it come out in the public a certain way. There are other folks that, that simply go off script and that they're just going to say what they want to say. Don't try to tell me what, you know, I'll handle it type of thing. So, but there is a lot of coaching that goes on in this. It's like when you read those statements about NFL teams, you know, anytime a player gets into trouble, oh, we're looking into it and we're going to refrain from further comment at this time. They're never going to comment. That's not what they do, right? It's just become like the standard statement like that. But in this case, I am sure the Kansas City Chiefs talked ad nauseum with Tyreek Hill. To me, the big question is this. 
in his second interview or his third interview, or if he speaks with a media outlet that doesn't go through the team, does he say something different, right? I mean, look at Odell Beckham Jr. He was told by his mm-hmm. head coach, you know, all the players, hey, ratchet down all the off-field hype, ratchet down all these things, and yet he's still out there doing these huge magazine interviews and has his own media relations folks doing things for him. So, not you know, you can lead the horse to water, they say, but you can't make him drink. That's a lot of times what happens with media relations as well. Alex, there was a, a big injury in, in uh, Bengals camp today with A.J. Green hurting his ankle, and he's out for six to eight weeks. You have a, a, a first-time head coach in Zach Taylor and a, and a franchise that it's, it's kind of hard to sink your teeth into what they're going to be or trying to be moving forward, certainly not a Super Bowl contender. But how does this kind of alter how you view Cincinnati moving forward now? Uh, I didn't have all that. I wasn't all that optimistic on the Bengals anyway. I mean, because listen, there's there's going to be a newness about this team in terms of how do you prepare to face their their you know their offense. You don't know, right? I mean, what type of offense are they going to run? Zach Taylor's never called a play in the NFL, so it's hard to say. But they've already taken some pretty significant hits on the offensive line. Two players who would potentially be starters for them, Jonah Williams and Clint Bowling on the left side. They're not going to play in 2019. Bowling retires, and Jonah Williams has labrum surgery. Now A.J. Green is going to be out for a bit. I mean, it's a messy start for the Bengals, but I just think that they were, they're not – their depth is shaky. They haven't hit on draft picks. You see John Ross is injured again, unfortunately. When you miss on the number nine pick in the draft, that's brutal. They, they just they haven't been as successful in the draft as of late that they've been in previous years. And when you're a team like the Bengals that is very frugal in the free agent market, they're not going to not only sign like the, the top – they're never going to sign not only the top player, but like the next two or three, four salary slots, Right. They're going to try to do things on the cheap and build from within. Well, you know, they paid a price because of these poor drafts through the years, and I think the Bengals are going to pay a price on the field for it because I think they're the fourth-best team in the four-team division. Alex Marvez joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. So what holdout that we're, we're looking at, whether it be Trent Williams, Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, obviously Ezekiel Elliott, which one has the legs, I guess, to last the longest into the season? Trent Williams, because he's made so much money already. You know what I mean? Like he can, he can miss paychecks. And if, if and this one is also, I, I think it's fair to say. And, and look, the Redskins, Tony Wyler, the PR director, who's a friend of mine, and, and Jason Lockenford is a friend of mine. And, and I get it. You know, and, and you know, Tony shooting down Jason, reporting that this relationship between the Redskins is fractured. And yet Morgan Moses today, who by the way, wearing a Trent Williams jersey to a news conference, right? Think about what a weird organization the Redskins are. That this guy is walking around wearing the jersey of someone who apparently is furious at the team's medical staff and furious for the way that he's being treated. And he's meeting with the media wearing a Trent Williams jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Redskins are a mess, right? I mean, (laughs) one more thing on the Redskins real quick. Think about this. This is a team, they saved a million dollars this year because players didn't show up to collect the off-season workout bonus. Field Yates of ESPN had an amazing stat. Guys like Josh Norman leaving $200,000 on the table. Paul Richardson. You know, guys that are supposed to be your team leaders, Landon Collins, just got there. These guys didn't hit the 90% threshold. Basically, you had to show up. And, a two, and I think of it as a two-week work week, right? You had to show up for nine days. That's it. All you had to do was show up for nine days to collect hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
No one showing up for the Redskins. I mean, I just, I just think this is a disaster written all over it. Morgan was, Moses was indicating today that he thought that, that Trent was going to be returning at some point soon. I'm not so sure about that. Again, I don't think it's money that the Redskins can throw at him that's going to make it better. I just think it's gotten personal and nasty, from what I understand, over a, a missed medical diagnosis by the team staff regarding something, a, a growth on his head from last year. And he's well healed enough financially to hold out. And you see the Redskins, look, they already kicked the tires on Donald Penn. They signed another tackle. They may have no choice but to move in another direction with this guy if they think he's never going to really show up. Alex, could could all the the injuries and suspensions that have happened with the Giants so far in a short amount of time, could that potentially expedite the Daniel Jones era beginning in New York because this team obviously is is a little shorthanded with their weapons? Uh, you know, that's a, that now would be a big mistake, I think, because then you're throwing Daniel Jones to the Wolves, right? Okay. I mean, yep. you know, look, if, if they're – okay, look, so I guess extensively, though, what you're saying is if the Giants start 1-7 and seven because Eli has no one to throw to, well, then at that point, do you, do you stick in Daniel Jones because the season's lost and you realize the future has to start now? Yeah, that could happen. I mean, the, the nice part for the Giants, if there is one, is that if this at least happened at this point of the preseason rather than, you know, week four – you know what I mean? Right before you're about to start your regular season opener. So at this point, you're going to get heavy doses of Evan Ingram. You're going to get heavy doses of Saquon Barkley. And they're going to have to find another way to peel an onion until these receivers get back. Their depth is terrible. I get it. But I look at a team like the Arizona Cardinals right now. They are so stacked at wide receiver that I wouldn't be surprised to see them trade somebody. I mean, there's going to be talent that becomes available for the Giants if they need to head in that direction. But I think a lot of times in this situation, it's sort of like weather the storm, find another way to compensate in your offense, and then you can go back to what you plan to do once these guys get healthier off suspension. Alex, where's the next camp stop for you after the Dallas Cowboys? I will be at the Rams on Tuesday, and then I am headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. All and right. I'll be there nice. the rest of the week. Yes, indeed. And my radio partner, Gil Brandt, getting inducted. Very proud of him. And then next Sunday, I'll be doing this with you from Falcons camp. So very excited. I'll be talking to you then to get you an update on where things are with the Dirty Birds, a team where I think there is an intense pressure to win this year. Otherwise, the future of the head coach and general manager may be in jeopardy. All right. Looking forward to it. They'll have a game under their belt as well. So, yeah, we could even talk about how all the third stringers for the Falcons look. <laughs> Appreciate it, Fifth Alex. Stringers. Fifth stringers. I'm not playing the third stringers, man. Five, five, five preseason games. you got to play Got to play the lower end of the roster. Gentlemen, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Again. Alex. Alex Marvez, our NFL insider from Sirius XM NFL Radio. Find him on Twitter at Alex Marvez. Yeah, this past Thursday, Nick, was our last Thursday uh, without football. Until wow, yeah, until the end of the regular season. There's no Thursday in Week 17, but considering eh. there's the Hall of Fame game now played on Thursday, and then you've got preseason games on the Thursdays throughout the uh, the season. Yes, your Thursdays now will be filled with football up until late December. I like it. That's what I like to hear. Woo! He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. I like this window that we've got between now and the start of the regular season, Nick. Ah, there's something that's just got under his skin. Yeah, a bit of a negative Nelly when it comes to training camps. <laughs> but first, we go over to David Gascon, who's fasting and probably a negative Nelly because he hasn't eaten in 16 hours. That is not true, and I came back in the studio in just the, the nick of time. Oh, that's oh, coming up, by the way, in like 10 minutes. I, I hope Nervous. he goes perfect this time. Not going to happen. Today's a tough one, but, be a first. but it's doable. Oh, it's tough? Oh, he won no. one. He won one once. Yeah. So I'm learning more as the years have gone along about what Dan Byer likes and what he does not like. But for both of you guys, talking about football, 
Do you guys like Maction on Tuesday and Wednesday nights? No, I don't. You don't like Maction no, at all? No, I'm, Nick, do you? Yeah, I, I did. I did. I had. A, I had a year. I had a year where. I had a uh, placing Monopoly money on <laughs> games <laughs> issues, and, and Maction was a bad, bad deal. Like Maction is gra- bad. <laughs> well, da- David it's- Gascon's in a fantasy league that has like the Mac and Wack. Yeah, that's and, right. And Independence, Pac-12, Big 12. <laughs> I do think we take it over the two people writing a log we have on on TV yeah. One right now. So. <laughs> this is happen- happening in Alaska, Wisconsin. Yeah, really? Just, yep. Yes. Oh, they are. They're we're bouncing wa- we're on the watching log. log rolling here at the Fox Sports Radio Studios. <laughs> Athleticism at its finest. Hey, who do you like? Paulantini or Birdsong here in the men's elite semifinals? <laughs> Wait, you guys like never heard of. You guys buried the lead. This is talking about Nick Ba losing bankroll on Bowling Green. It was bad. Let me just tell you. I think it was 2010. Was bad. Okay. <laughs> was it, was, it Bowling Green? Not a good year. For Toledo. <laughs> Oh, I was all over Ball State. No, and no, all he's that. all over. He's like, all over Ohio doing? because of Frank Solich. Oh, right? Yes, right? <laughs> I know Frank. Let's, yeah, you find some stupid connection. Yes. Like, oh, once I'm at a layover in Ohio, and I can go. Yeah, you're just yeah, like, I'll bet on them. You're like, <laughs> there, there's no way. There is no way Akron's going to do this to a to a Frank Solich coach team. Give me the Bobcats plus the 14. Oh, man. Horrible, horrible time in my life, guys. We'll go from college football to the NFL. A couple of notes here. Uh, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green's going to be out at least a month and a half with torn ligaments in his left ankle. He was carted off the practice field just yesterday for Cincinnati, so it looks like he won't be available for week one against the Seahawks. Raiders have activated wide receiver Antonio Brown from the active non-football injured list. We have also waived running back Chris Warren. In Major League Baseball, off the diamond first, John Morosi is reporting Marcus Stroman's been traded away from the Toronto Blue Jays. He goes to New York, but not the Yankees. He goes to the New York Mets in exchange for a couple pitching prospects. No word yet on Noah Syndergaard's status. Morosi was also talking about him potentially going to the San Diego Padres. Speaking of those Padres right now, they're in a barn burner at home against the San Francisco Giants, but the Giants do lead 5-4. Astros 6-2 lead over the Cardinals. Meanwhile, Milwaukee. From the stretch, the pitch. Schwarber drives one in the air. Get out the tape measure. Grand slam. Grand slam. Kyle Schwarber. Cubs lead 4-0. Cubbies Radio Network, they win it today 11-4. Schwarber drove in seven runs. He had two home runs on the day. He's got 24 and counting. Off the diamond, national skipper Dave Martinez says Max Scherzer did not throw his bullpen session today. He's still out and listed as very doubtful for his next scheduled start on Tuesday. Nationals handled business, beating up on the Dodgers by a score of 11-4. to Back to Dan Byer and Nick Vaughn, just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And guys, I don't know if you've seen it yet or maybe you just saw it on the television in our studio, but uh, I do recommend you head over to Twitter and you just do a quick search on Trevor Bauer. Um, he got roughed up we, today we by st- Kansas yeah, City. We started off the show talking about it. I, yeah. I, need, I need to go check this out, yes. though. I need, to go, I need to go get the, the video of this. <laughs> it's like vintage Rick Vaughn. That's yeah. what it is. Like Ricky Vaughn minus the bad haircut and just launch codes. Like just launches this ball over center field. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I'd highly recommend it. Terry Francona was coming out to take him out. And, and 
In fact, when he started to started to wind up to throw the ball, he's on the mound. By the way, he's on the mound as Dave was saying. He he winds up and throws it, and there's a teammate of his that's that's walking like in the somewhat close vicinity. Completely flinches because he thinks Bauer's going to throw it at him, and then he ends up yeah tossing it into the uh, center field stands. I don't think I make it a water fountain. Mike Freeman was the guy who ended up flinching. But it's one of those things too where he realized he was wrong. Right. Like and then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. It's just like when you say something to your wife and it comes yeah. off the tip of your tongue and you're like, Probably went too far. You know what? I'm sorry. This is over. Like that's what and he knew he was going to get his. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me I hope moving forward, remember in Happy Gilmore when he had to clean up his hat and they're like, Here comes the putter throw and he like winds up to throw the putter and then has to stop and then like I'm waiting for the next time Trevor Bauer gets pulled. They're like, Here comes the belt throw and he has to he has to contain himself. It's great. <laughs> He's Nick Bob, Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Thanks to David Gascon who will join us again and in the nick of time in just a few minutes. Wanna let you know that today's show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So there's there's a lot to figure out between now and, and the opening week of the NFL season for teams, but when you are a football fan, it's always great to have football back, but sometimes we get clouded in what these next four weeks really are about. And, and, and I joke around. Nick's one of the, 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 the nicest most positive guys that I know. So when I frame him as a negative Nelly, it's only for effect. But there sure. is something that drives you crazy about training camps. Yeah, I, I, it drives me nuts when I see, you know, there'll be a report from uh, from Giants camp here at Daniel Jones, first five plays from scrimmage, incomplete, incomplete, interception. It's like, give me a break. I mean, what did Iverson say? We're talking about practice, man. Not a game. <laughs> We're talking about these are drills. These are this is this my my whole mantra should be practice should be a safe place to fail. And I'm just not a fan of when when people are reporting specific stats and different things from drills coming out of camp as if like w- w- people are and, and the problem is we're so football crazed people are like oh da- you know Daniel Jones is going to be a bust he's going to be terrible it's like oh lord give me a break it just it just drives me crazy to see all these even even the the positive side of it you know when Odell Beckham Jr. will catch like a, a, a nine yard out <laughs> yes. and they're like. Telling you, man, he—it's him and Baker are gonna. It's like okay, we're in practice, and he caught it out on like probably the fourth string corner. Yeah. Everybody relax, <laughs> you know. Nobody's allowed to tackle or hit, or yeah. you don't want to get too close so he doesn't sprain an ankle. I get that. I, I will say this for those of you that are frustrated: just turn your attentions to fantasy football and just focus on your fantasy football team because that's, that's what idea. I love over these next four weeks is determining and laying out your draft strategy. It's why I still buy the magazines on the grocery store shelves because I love just sitting down thumbing through it being like oh you know there's a lot more up-to-date information that you're going to get on the uh, on the old internet but hey if you can wrap yourself up in fantasy football for a couple of weeks before your draft you're going to be better for it I had a horrible experience. Last year was the first year that I did. I was married to one team for the whole year mm-hmm. and I was atrocious last year. I have had my, I enjoy the more the weekly 
the DraftKings fan, like the weekly stuff much more. I need to, I maybe need to pick your brain on how I need to get, I, I maybe I have commitment issues and I only like to date teams once a week and date players <laughs> once a week, but I stink at yep. committing and drafting a team for That's a week. That's it. Next week, year. we're doing a fantasy segment. I Gavin, need your help. Mark it down. We're going to do it here on Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. Coming up next, can Nick write his wrongs in the nick of time? We'll find out here on Fox Sports Sunday. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. Rolling along on this afternoon as we have log rolling going on in the studios here. I don't know what you've got over there in there. <laughs> Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios in Omaha, but this not log what, rolling. Not, not log rolling. Not log rolling. Let's see if you can roll this log to a victory in our oh, latest no. edition of In the Nick of Time. If you're just joining us, haven't heard the show, maybe haven't heard the game before, this is where we give Nick a topic. Uh, he's got to name off a list of items under a certain category. We give him 75 seconds to do so. If you need some help, I naming the answers to the question or the topic he can go to gavin kinzel our executive producer sam kinsley our technical producer or david gascon at the anchor desk they can provide him a lifeline with an answer there is also a new twist where we will reveal one answer during the game if nick shouts a line and let's just let you see how it was previously used in a previous episode of in the nick of time texas yes correct uh, screw the haters. William Hung had some hits. <laughs> All right, she the last bad. time you can use she it, bad. Tennessee. You've got one left. Mm. Mm. Who is it? That the Georgia was, Bulldogs. That was the list of the most <laughs> bull wins for any college football team. And the line you had to say to get an answer was 
Screw the haters. William Hung had some hits. Great line. Your yeah. line, your line today, <laughs> your line today for your freebie is Betty White's my free pass. Okay? <laughs> so you have to shout that if you want an answer revealed in the category. Let's put 75 seconds on the clock. Nick, 11 answers for you to rattle off is I want to know the NFL teams that hold training camp away from their team headquarters. All right, 11 teams in the NFL that hold their training camp away from their team headquarters. Your time starts now. Oh, boy. Uh, Let's go with the New England Patriots. That is incorrect. What about the Pittsburgh Steelers? That is correct. What about the uh, Indianapolis Colts? Uh, That is correct. Let's go with the Raiders, Oakland Raiders. That is correct, in Napa. Betty White's my free pass. Okay, you get to reveal the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Yes, the Kansas City Chiefs are away from home. What about the Jets? That is incorrect. The Ravens? That is incorrect. David David Gascon, what do you got for Dallas me? Cowboys. That is correct. Oh, yeah, duh. Sam, Iowa Sam, give me some love. Falcons. That is incorrect. There's an awful guess, Sam. (laughs) Gavin. Bears. I think they're at a college. That is correct. Bermanet, Illinois. The Lions. That is incorrect. What about the Saints? That is incorrect. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Just name every NFL team you're bound to get it. uh, Seahawks. No, incorrect. How did you guys not get the Rams? Come on, guys. They're in Irvine. (laughs) Here's the thing, Nick. Gavin's going to be there tomorrow. (laughs) So he's going to be at Rams camp tomorrow. I know this was very, very tricky, but it had to be somewhat timely. Uh, We missed out on the Rams. The Redskins, they have their camp in Richmond, Virginia. The Buffalo Bills, the Chargers, Gavin's team, and the Carolina Panthers. So basically, we're finding out so. Gavin. Gavin is Gavin. Does, does Gavin have fallen the sword in this segment? Here? Yeah. The Rams, <laughs> I should have got because it's literally on my itinerary. <laughs> we just, tomorrow. yeah, we just, oh. we just had Alex Marvez. So Dave had to come in from Cowboys camp in California. That's uh, it's a little tricky. At one point, teams were everywhere. At one point, Wisconsin was home to like five or six NFL teams. Those were the days. Yeah, they had the Bears, the Packers, the Chiefs, the Saints, the Jaguars made an appearance. The St. Louis Rams once came up to the great state of Wisconsin. Now, the only team that is left there are the Green Bay Packers. So, oh, hey, we, we will do better next week. It was. I don't re- know. No, let's not, let's not make promises we can't keep here. <laughs> <laughs> let's not make promises we oh, can't keep. Oh, he's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. That was in the nick of time. You can hear it again at foxsportsradio.com. Who's the most underrated quarterback in the National Football League? And who's the most overrated? That answer will surprise you. And it's next. Trey went down today in Major League Baseball. Marcus Stroman's making his way from Toronto to the New York Mets in exchange for a couple of pitching prospects. It was first reported by John Morosi. Yankees have placed pitcher CC Sabathia in the 10-day injury list with knee inflammation. Meanwhile, in D.C., National skipper Dave Martinez says Max Scherzer is not going to throw at all this week. Didn't throw his bullpen session today and listed as doubtful for a scheduled start on Tuesday. Nationals did take care of business, beating the Dodgers 11-4. Brian Dozier was 2-3, for three, hitting his 15th home run of the season. 
Kyle Schwarber did all the heavy lifting for the Cubbies today. He drove in seven, had a grand slam and a three-run homer. Cubbies 11, Brewers 4. Marlins beat the Diamondbacks 5-1. to one. Twins smoked the White Sox 11-1 in Chicago. I'm David Gascon. We are Glad to have you with us as training camps rolling on in the National Football League. Trades in Major League Baseball, Brooks Kepka wins in golf, all that going on and so much more. Thanks, Alex Marvez. He joined us last hour. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, a story that you're not going to want to miss about, uh, they, they call him the, a bionic man, uh, but for everything he's been through, so much more uh, with the life centered around uh, the sport of football, something that you will want to uh, tune in in about 20 minutes or so as Joe Lafferty joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. He is Nick Ba. I'm Dan Bayer. The quarterbacks this offseason, there haven't been the, – the only quarterbacks that we seem to talk about in the NFL training camps are what's happening with the Giants. And when you look around the landscape of the National Football League, there's a battle in Washington between Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins Jr. But it's funny, Nick, because everything kind of seems to be settled. I know mm-hmm. Miami's got a question, but we is Josh Rosen going to be their guy of the future, or do they draft a quarterback? But the quarterbacks really haven't been in the news in training camp way, way less than the running backs and wide receivers have so far. Yeah, it, no, you're, you're right. I mean, if you just kind of go down the the league you kind of feel like you can name the starter and in in a lot of instances you I think a lot of those franchises I don't want to say they feel great about it but there's a lot of a lot of teams that probably feel decent about who they got under center but yeah there isn't a lot of there's not a lot of drama there's not a ton of quarterback controversies and uh and ultimately the quarterback position is the it's the most fun one to talk about and so I think that's why sometimes we're gravitating to some of these other things but yeah there's not a lot when when you talk about quarterback situations as of July 28th there's not a ton of just eye-popping ones to to dive into what quarterback aren't we talking about that we should be and I'm not even talking about this guy's ready to burst on the scene. But is there somebody there that doesn't get the due that they deserve, that that maybe we should be looking at them like we look at, I, I don't want to say Tom Brady just because of, of, sure. of Brady's, accompli- I, Brady's accomplishments, but of being like someone of like, all right, this is settled. This guy needs to get his due at some point. This sounds, I mean, this is all a, a product of maybe, you know, how th- how you digest football conversations and who you listen to and all those things. But sometimes I really feel like Andrew Luck gets talk, but I don't think he gets talked about in the right way enough. I just think this dude has been, you could make a case that he's been the most valuable player. If you really want to get into the word valuable, which makes some of us go cross-eyed. But when you talk about pure value and what that guy means to his team and their their ceiling when he's on the field and not, he, you can make case he's been the most valuable player in the NFL the past five or six years. He's had kind of some chaos around him with some coaching changes and some front office stuff. He's had a shaky offensive line. I don't think he's had star-studded offensive weapons. Uh, but, man, when he's been healthy, Dan, he wins. Six seasons, four playoff appearances. He's got four playoff wins. He went to the AFC title game with a, with a roster that I would say was you know good, not great. I just don't think he gets near – he gets talked about, but I just don't know if he gets talked about in the right way enough. I think the injury had something to do with that. And 
with the injury that we look at with Andrew Luck, it was also the injury that not the one where he missed the entire 2017 season. It's the one that started to hamper him two years before that. Then if you want, it made him miss about half of the season. I think that's something that ends up popping up. And the conversation about Andrew Luck prior to last year has been, well, what kind of football was he throwing? Was it a Nerf football? <laughs> right. Was it like, yeah, you're that's, right. we didn't even talk about the, the early part of his career. But I also blame, and I don't blame Peyton Manning specifically for this, but it's the reason why we said that Peyton Manning was the most valuable player in the NFL the year that he missed because of his neck surgery. And that was to see what happened to the Indianapolis Colts, which, which then allowed them to have the first overall pick and then draft Andrew Luck of, of, of what was around that team and how important that quarterback is. So it's almost a... And the Colts are being built into a much, much better team now around him with what Chris Ballard is doing. Yes, but he's been great. But the the same conversation that you had with Andrew Luck in showing their lack of success in his absence was the same one you had with Peyton Manning when he wasn't there with that next surgery season. Yeah, so, who do you, who's under? Who's maybe a guy that gonna, you don't think it's talking? This about? is gonna. This is going to. People think I'm crazy. But I've always I've always felt this way, and I because I just don't think that it, he gets I don't think he gets the notoriety, and sometimes it's his own fault. Mm-hmm. But the quarterback that I think that is underappreciated is Cam Newton, and the reason okay. why and, and and I'll say this: Cam doesn't do himself any favors. The not diving in Super Bowl Fifty for the fumble oh, doesn't hey, yeah th- Lord doesn't have help. Mercy. Yeah. The the rolling of your eyes in a press conference, whether it be a Super Bowl week or somewhere else. The offering of money to sit in someone's airplane seat and then being turned down, <laughs> none of that helps. But I feel that Cam Newton and his skill set, considering what he has done. Now, just think about this. Cam Newton, first overall pick, wins an NFL MVP, becomes the face of a franchise, has gone to the playoffs in four led them to the playoffs in four seasons, including a Super Bowl appearance. And we're still like, man, what's what's up with Cam? And if you were to take those those sort of numbers and those accolades and put them on anybody else of, of living up to the expectation of being a number one quarterback, I think we would view that player differently. And the thing that bothers me the most about how we look at Cam as a quarterback, it's not the attitude stuff, Nick. I don't think that Cam gets any credit whatsoever with being a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I look at the Panthers of how are they going to protect Cam? How are they going to keep Cam? I don't think that there's anything wrong with Cam Newton having a 10-year NFL career and then retiring because, you know what, the legs aren't there anymore. He's not as mobile. He can't break out of the pocket because that's what makes Cam who he is. And I think that mobility and being able to run the ball and being able to scramble and make those yards shouldn't be considered a a, a negative. It should be considered a positive and taken into account when you're saying, okay, well, he does throw a lot of interceptions. Maybe he's not the most accurate, but he gives you a facet that other quarterbacks don't have. And I think that Cam Newton is undervalued and underappreciated for what he has done. There's flack that has come on his, his shoulders that is that, that are his issues. But for what he has done and what he's actually accomplished with the Panthers, I think he's undervalued.
Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're as you're saying it, you're, I was just nodding uh, like a bobblehead because you, if you if if you like if you did a blind, I always bring this back to some college basketball guy. The whole blind resume thing when we're doing bubble watch for the the NCAA tournament. If you did a blind resume and you put down Cam Newton's accomplishments, you'd be like. What, and, and then just simply say, like, would people question that guy? You'd go, are you kidding me? Three-time Pro Bowler, MVP, went to the Super Bowl, gone to the playoffs numerous times. Like, there would be, but, but yet we are. And like you said, some of that is on Cam because he's kind of, he kind of can't get out of his own way with, 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 with certain things. But, yeah, I mean, his 2015 season was, was a, the year he won the MVP and went to the Super Bowl was, was a really, really good season at the quarterbacks. I just, I don't like dismissing, like, you know, like, the the running ability or the threat of him running because that is something that a defense has to account for and I know it's not about the quarterback position then let's just talk about who's the best passer yeah. you know like like who can throw the football the best and when it comes to throwing the football now maybe he overthrows you by 25 yards but if you want to have a football on a rope there are very few better than Cam Newton to do it. And you may be five yards away and you'll throw it 800 miles per hour at you. Something <laughs> right. else that he's probably got to get better at. But when you look at the grand scheme, where he came in, what they've accomplished, what they've done, and, and what that team is, I think that there is more criticism around Cam than there, sh- than there should be considering what he, is, he has done. There's... It's tough to explain going six and eight one year, then fifteen and one the next, and then six and eight, and then eleven and five. Those are all ups and downs. But been to the playoffs four years, went to that Super Bowl, was the league MVP. I think that that Cam Newton gets a. Uh, I, I think that Cam Newton is just put in a different case when talking about how good quarterbacks are because people don't want to talk about rushing at all. Right. That's the issue it, that I have. It, no, it, it is. It is interesting when. Be- you, the the whole concept of of the running quarterback like people want to use well Brady can't run and they use that against him and then they're like well Cam runs and they want to use that against him or something like yeah. that like it's like well what, what, which I mean Look at Aaron Rodgers or a dozen you know yeah like, Russell Wilson what makes him well he's so elusive yeah you know like like yeah. I, okay all right Aaron Rodgers the same thing but it's not you know like if if Cam takes the the snap from shotgun and gets you eight yards on first and ten, how is that not good for your football team? And I know it's not a quarterback move, but you got to take it all into account. Like there are guys Agreed. who are overrated that get much more credit for what they have done. In uh, Cam, as you said, gets criticized for it. The overrated conversation I think is interesting because there are a lot of pieces that are settled in the National Football League. I mean, I, I you know, I, I had a tough time figuring out who I felt maybe was. It's overrated, maybe overvalued. The yeah. the right term. I I thought of Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. because probably things didn't work out well in Minnesota um, last year, and considering all the hype that came with the contract and how they fell flat. We always talk about him in prime time, but it's almost like it's so known that I don't know if it's if it's overvalued or overrated. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. we talk about his problems. So I don't know. You know, like it's not like we're ignoring them and, and thinking someone's overrated. Cousins was one that came to mind, though, in my mind. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, the guy that I I wrote down Matthew Stafford as a guy that I think is is mm. overrated, but I also think he's a guy that almost just doesn't even get he. That no one, no one talks about whether he wins or loses. They just immediately go to, oh, he's got a huge arm. Boy, he's got a cannon. And it's like, well, I mean, at some point, that's got to translate to to wins and losses. I mean, he's been in the league for a long time. I mean, people rave about his talent. 
and his arm talent, all those things. But in 10 seasons, he has zero playoff wins and three playoff appearances. I just think the, sometimes the way he gets talked about for his talent, that when you then add up his resume in terms of just kind of wins and losses, it's not really there. I get that it's a, it's a you know, football is the ultimate team sport. But, you know, you look at some of these other guys. I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Indianapolis has had just boatloads of talent come through sure. there. And, and Luck has found a way to, to win football games. The, the consistency of Matthew Stafford being there. And I don't yeah. mean like being in Detroit. I mean, just there is what's truly amazing. At least, at least Kirk Cousins changed teams. <laughs> or an, and right. and unseated, you know, Robert Griffin the third. So there's, but Matthew Stafford has just always been there, kind of almost like how Joe Flacco had kind of always been there. But then you had the Super Bowl win, and you could look. But with so many young guys coming in, and maybe guys settled in, it was it's tough to to take a look in who is. I had more more of an enjoyment and more of an easier time finding those who I felt were undervalued or underappreciated than those that were overrated in the NFL. Yeah, it was easier to do just because the, the jury's kind of rendered a verdict on a lot of these guys. And so even as I wrote down Matthew Stafford, it's not that I think a bunch of people think he's really good, but I, I just it's just kind of funny how people only isolate, like, boy, he's got a big arm. And then it's like, this concludes the conversation about Matt Stafford. It's like, well, I mean, at some point, you got to have more than a big arm, and it's got to translate to something. But I'm with you. There was, there was a lot, and there's a lot more guys that are underappreciated than are overvalued. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. We're coming to you live for the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Get Nick on Twitter at Nick Ba. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. Coming up next, we'll talk to a guy who's battled cancer, diabetes, lost an eye, and died. Yes, that's next year on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From a car landing on a roof to a car landing in a pool, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Nick, I'm excited about this because we end up talking a lot about sports, what's happening in training camp, uh, what, what's happening in the NBA offseason, and we kind of we kind of veer off and, and take a uh, you know, a little drive down a uh, down a road that I think is going to resonate and uh, reach a lot of people today. Absolutely. So I'm excited about this. Uh, joining us now on the program on Fox Sports Sunday, he's the author of the book Just in Time, a memoir of faith and the fight for life. Joe Lafferty joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Joe, welcome to the show. Good to talk to you. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks, Dan and Nick. I really appreciate it. As a Steeler fan, I'm very happy that Antonio Brown arrived safely at uh, Raiders training camp in his hot air balloon. I just heard recently that he and Le'Veon are the ones that inflated it themselves. Oh, there you go. There, that's typical from a Pittsburgh guy uh, uh, of taking shots when they're out of town. Hey, I listen, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown have, have quite a list of accomplishments and stuff that they have done in their careers. Uh, your life tops them all by a million fold if i i run down these things uh you beat cancer you needed a transplant i tease that you were you were pronounced dead for for six minutes i i kind of want to start there and work back fill us in on on these amazing details about your life that that are in this book that was uh, released just a couple of couple of months ago Well, yes, in 2008, uh, in the workup to get on the transplant list for a kidney and pancreas, they found something wrong with my heart that had never bothered me before. So they did some more workup on the heart, and they found out I needed two steel heart valves. I had leaky heart valves. So in July of 08, I went in on a Friday in in July for a surgery. Everything went well, except on the Monday, three days later, the nurse came in and asked me a question. And when she walked out of the room, I flatlined, and I was down for seven minutes while the team at UPMC, University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, brought me back. They're my saviors. And uh, I don't have any memory from the Friday of the surgery until the following Thursday when I woke up and told my dad he looked awful sitting at uh, my bedside. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. I, the, 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 there's a million different interesting things about your story, but one of the... Get into the story about the the organ donor that you, you needed an, a, a transplant, and the organ came from a deceased sixteen year old, and you ended up becoming friends with his family. What what? Just tell us about that because that is certainly an an interesting connection. Yes, sir. I received my organs, and what you hear when you find out that you're going to get organs, you hear the person's age, how they died, and, you know, and, and, and their gender. So I knew it was a 16-year-old boy who had been in a car accident and sustained a head injury. He never came back. He never regained consciousness after the car accident. Then it was a, uh, just about a year later, I sent his family a thank you letter, and that's kept anonymous when you work through the UNOS, the organ network, and your local organ 
Organ Procurement Organization, which is CORE in Pittsburgh. Everything's kept anonymous, so you can send letters back and forth. I sent this letter of thanks and never heard back, which that's also very common. It was the day after the Super Bowl when two of my former players, I coached high school, two of my former players, Rob Gronkowski and Lusaka Polite, had lost the Super Bowl. And it was the next day, and I was getting ready to write another thank you letter because my two-year anniversary was coming up in February of 2012. When I got the call that the donor family wanted to meet me, Right before Mother's Day, we finally met. And in that interaction, I mentioned coaching these guys. And I learned that my donor sister, Courtney, liked Rob Gronkowski. So I showed her a picture of my phone of Gronk and I. And I said, is that your favorite player? And her dad said, no, that's her favorite person on earth. <laughs> so uh, within, you know, Courtney was a straight-A student. And a lot of kids like to go to the Bahamas for their senior trip. Courtney wanted to go to a game in Foxborough, so I said I'd tag along, and I got to introduce Courtney to her favorite human being on earth. And there's not a more gracious guy than Gronk. I asked him for a signed picture. He brought a signed jersey. Uh, there's, not a greater, there's not a greater guy and one who really takes care of his fans. Joe Lafferty joining us here. He's the author of the book, Just in Time, a memoir of faith and the fight for life. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. I want to get into something that you said. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about your football background and, and, and the time with Gronk and, and, and the work you've done at the high school, college, and in pro level and all that. But you use the term donor sister. And, and I'm just curious about that term and the in the relationship that you have now formed with this teenager's family. Can you can you you know expand on that? Even I don't even know if you can expand on the term, but can you can you let us know the type of relationship that you've you, you've now have with this family? Absolutely. You know, I'm half Italian, so we're very huggy. And when uh, Rhonda and Scott and Courtney came into the room, I, of course, extended my arm. And Rhonda shrieked, we're huggers. And my mother shrieked, so are we. So there are a lot of hugs and a lot of tears. And Rhonda, who's just a little bit older than I am, and Justin's mother, said, would you mind calling me mom? And I said, no, of, of course not. And, you know, over that, that, she's my donor mom, and I call her mom, and Scott's her husband, and Courtney uh, is my donor sister, and I have a couple other siblings, and Justin's father, biological father, was also in on the decision. But, you know, I got to know them, and we are family, so we've never, I got to speak at just, what would have been Justin's graduation party. I'm sorry, his graduation, and went to Courtney's graduation party, and, you know, we're family now. But it's really a special relationship, and I've worked many, many organ donation events, and I've talked to people who have donated their organs and then never got in touch with the recipients. And uh, that, that happens on both sides because not every organ takes, and some people have complications. But once you donate their organs, you've done the tough thing. Um, I happen to know my organ, fa- my organ donor family. We are family now, and I'm blessed for it. But once someone donates their organ, some people never want to meet the other people, and that's fine, too. They've already done the hard thing and saved their lives. Was it important for you to meet them? Uh, I, I, was respe- I was very respectful. And uh, I, I definitely wanted to because I wanted, I wanted to show them so much love. And then when it came together, it was such a blessing, especially that Courtney loved Rob and, and mm-hmm. I, was able to, I was able to connect them. So, yes, I, I was very excited to meet them. I really wanted to meet them. 
Joe Lafferty joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. You're also a national board member of the Donate Life Hollywood. Is that correct? And and and, uh, and tell us what what that's all about. Donate Life Hollywood. It was started at the at the organ procurement organization in Los Angeles, One Legacy, and they do an amazing job. They're the kind of grand poobah, to use my Fred Flintstone term, of the organ organ community in the United States. And they started something called Donate Life Hollywood. And what they're doing and what we're doing is getting into the writers' rooms, exhibiting or exerting uh, influence on the writers, the producers, the showrunners to make sure they tell accurate and true stories of organ donation. And uh, we've had some great relationships with The Good Doctor, New Amsterdam, I don't want to forget anyone, and 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 definitely some shows that are coming up this year. They're already talking to uh, Tania Wallace and our staff of surgeons, so they make sure they get everything right and they don't uh, perp- they don't perpetrate. They don't perpetuate any myths of organ donation, which there are. There are several, and that kind of holds people back from being organ donors. Jill Lafferty joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. So let's kind of get to more of your football background as well, because it, it's you've you've started out. I mean, you've coached in high school. You've worked at the college level. You've also worked for the for the Dallas Cowboys. Take us take us back. How do you how do you end up? going in and in, in being in a high school football coach when you're battling the things that you've battled I, I know you beat cancer when you were young but you you lost the eye how do you continue to do this stuff and come back to football after all of the things that you've been through well as you you know being being born in the early 70s in Pittsburgh football was in my blood and in fact the first time my mother left my sister and I at home uh, at, at, at the same time, she went to the game, and although she didn't see the Immaculate Reception, she was there for it. So I was born into a football family, and being a nationally ranked swimmer as a kid, I gave it all up the one, the one finally played football, and I found my love. But uh, I had a great, a great high school coach named George Novak. He's a legend in Pennsylvania and uh, had a lot of success. And when I went back after losing my eye in Dallas and I went back to Pittsburgh, uh, because things were about to get bad medically, I went back to Pittsburgh and UPMC, and football was always a home, and Coach Novak always made a place for me, whether I was just running operations or if I was actually getting to do some quarterback technique coaching, which is my area of expertise. The picture on the cover of my book was taken 39 days after I died. Uh, our football team traveled to Texas Stadium so we could play a, a team in Texas on one of the Herb Street tours. So that's, that's the significance of the cover photo. But coaching high school football, never having any kids of my own, it was great to influence those young men, and I'm very blessed to have been able to do it. Yeah, did, did, did dealing with all your health problems strengthen your love for sports and football? Because I know there's some people that when they go, with, you know, go through something real, like you've gone through numerous things that are real problems, figuring out how to stop the run on third and two seems kind of <laughs> trivial, you know? But uh, how, has, how has that been for you mentally, that journey of what football has, has been when you're kind of dealing with those, those health problems and trying to have perspective? Well, I was always the smallest cog on whatever football machine I was a part of. Uh, not, in, not in size, but definitely in skill set. I, a few people can say they maxed out their potential in every, any certain area, but I definitely matched, maxed out my football potential playing at the small college level. But, you know, my dad told me when I was young, and got cancer, he said, well, you can lay around for two years, but I was an active eight-year-old, and I said, no way. So he said, well, when you're sick, you lay down. When you're not, go do what you got to do. 
And I took that throughout my life, through football, through everything that I've been through, and I tried to instill that in our, our players. You know, you had a bad play, forget about it, let's move to the next one. Or you have an injury, follow Coach Damico, he'll get you through rehab, and then you'll be back out on the field helping us out. So I tried to instill that in the guys, and a lot. Of, once the guys learned my story, you know, they didn't know right away I had one eye. Then when I passed, when I passed away and came back, all those guys were, you know, very, very open to hearing the rest of my story. So it was so great to get to meet all those guys and, and influence them. Every opportunity I had was a blessing. Joe Lafferty joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. The book is Just in Time, a memoir of faith in the fight for life. Uh, before we let you go, got to ask you a couple of questions. First of all, what what was it like coaching Gronk when he's in high school? Because he wasn't there throughout the like, – didn't he transfer to, to Woodland Hills High School? What was the background of you coaching Gronk in high school? Well, when you're, when you're a big high school like Woodland Hills, every once in a while you get a phone call and they say, I'm going to bring my son there. We're moving into the district, and he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But uh, this time they were right. Uh, <laughs> this time Gordy was right, and we heard in advance that this kid had 50 offers and that for reasons in his parents' life, which I think we learned in the 30 for 30, he would be with his dad in Pittsburgh for the next 12, 14 months. So once we saw him, we saw him come in. I said, "There is a kid with 50 offers." We, he immediately said, "Can we go up to the weight room?" And it was the summertime. Our team was in the weight room, so we took him up there, and everyone thought he looked like Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. <laughs> And uh, he st- jumped right into the weightlifting groups, and uh, he, f- he was immediately beloved, and uh, he loved the kids there. And we taught him how to run block, and uh, we, sent him, we sent him on his way. But, you know, he had a great time. He played basketball for us, and I think he even played a little baseball for us. So it was great having him there. He had, when he came there, it was the first season we ever had a jugs machine. And since he had one at his home growing up, he actually taught us how to use it. <laughs> Grok, the, the teacher. Who would have thunk it? I know. Well, that's... you know, he doesn't. He doesn't get enough credit. He is uh, a lot smarter. He knows the role he plays. And as I say about Rob, is what did you want to be when you were eight or nine years old? And he wanted to be the best football player on earth. And you know what? He worked very hard, and he is blessed genetically. But he worked very hard to get where he is, and he wakes up every day in that nine-year-old dream. And you can tell by the way he plays. It's the same way Juju Smith-Schuster plays. He loves life, and it's obvious. You know, Joe, it's, you're such an inspiration to so many people. What inspires you? Huh, wow, that's great. I, I have a lot of friends. I have a friend who is a, a reverend, Reverend David Paul. He's in Omaha. I have a friend who's a captain in the military, Anthony Scarpino. He's the commanding officer of uh, NAS NOLA. I have friends in the military who really inspire me, and I think I, I can see inspiration in anything. Uh, the love of my life, Jennifer, she's a teacher, and you know, every year she has kids, and every year it's her favorite class. So, you know, when you've been through what I've been through, you find inspiration everywhere. So I, I, I kind of find it everywhere. I like a lot of quotes. I like a lot of philosophy. John Stallward is my mentor. He's a serving leader, instructor. I know I'm going through names like this as a shout-out, but you asked me who inspired me. So uh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll leave it at that. Well, you can read others as well in the book of the of names that you may recognize that, that Joe has crossed paths with. Crossed paths with in his life the book is just in time a memoir of faith and the fight for life joe lafferty get him on twitter at d joe lafferty it's an amazon bestseller i highly recommend
recommend it. Joe, we appreciate the time. We appreciate your candidness. I know we've been connected throughout the years here at, you know, at Fox Sports Radio, but great to, great to have you on again and to talk to you, and uh, best of luck with the book. Well, Nick, Dan, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for, thanks for listening. And everyone, go out to register, registerme.org and become an organ donor. There it is. There's the message. Joe Lafferty, we appreciate it. Uh, just uh, an amazing story with, yeah. with so much has happened to him. I'm like, all right, how should we do this? Should we talk about Gronk? Do we talk about football? Do we start from the beginning? And, I mean, he was dead for seven minutes. You know, like that's a, yeah. I, I mean, and that it, considering all the things that he's gone through, the you know the the press stuff that they send over uh, w- when you get an opportunity to 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 have a book, it's just the the real bionic man. Uh, that's Joe Lafferty. That yeah. that he is. We appreciate Joe for that's taking great. the time. He's Nick Ball. I'm Dan Byer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. A busy day in baseball, especially with some trades and training camps going on. Let's check in with David Gascon for the latest. Hello, Dave. Guys, that was awesome. Oh, good. good, good story, man. That is always great, and especially uh, talking about everything from the field to off the field. That is, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's it was a, really great to have Joe that, on. That's yeah. a good pull. Definitely a good pull. Uh, we'll leave things off first in Major League Baseball because, as you mentioned, there's a couple of trades that went down. Most important one, I guess, comes from Toronto. They've shipped off their starting pitcher, Marcus Stroman, one of their aces, or in fact, their only ace. They shipped him off to New York for the Mets in exchange for a couple pitching prospects. John Morosi was the first one to jump on that story. Yankees play CeCe Sabathia on the 10-day injury list with knee inflammation. They're playing right now in Boston, and there is no score, believe it or not. Yankees pitching staff has been roughed up over the last three days, not including today. They've given up a grand total of 38 runs. They've lost all three games, obviously, to Boston, so they're looking to avoid a four-game sweep. Meanwhile, Nationals manager Dave Martinez says Max Scherzer did not throw his bullpen session today, listed as doubtful on Tuesday for his next scheduled start. Nationals did win today, beating the Dodgers by a score of 11-4. Cubbies 11-4 winners over the Milwaukee Brewers. Kyle Schwarber drove in seven. He had a grand slam and also a three-run homer. He was three for three in the contest. Phillies beat the Braves 9-4 as the Reds 3-2 winners over the Rockies. Twins by 10 over the White Sox 11-1. And the Angels walked off on the Orioles 5-4. In the National Football League, Antonio Brown activated by the Oakland Raiders from the active non-football injury list. And an MRI today revealed Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green torn ligaments in his left ankle. He'll be out at least a month and a half. Back to Dan Byer and Nick Bond, just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. From a dog accidentally flooding a living room to a dog taking a joyride, we've covered it. Talk to Farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Gentlemen, back to you. Thank you very much, Dave. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Byer. Just a quick take on the trade deadline. We, we've heard a lot more and more that you're probably not going to get tons of action. We had the the, the Stroman deal, as, as Dave mentioned, but maybe the day before day of you could see some stuff. But I just think the way that the standings shake out with certain teams so far ahead and other teams right. just having no idea on where they're going to be, uh, I just I don't see a lot of action coming up. In Do you think? I mean, what's the? I mean, how would you approach being aggressive at the trade deadline? Is it all depend on whether or not you got a shot to win the whole thing? Yeah, that, that's that's what I always think it is. Unless you're that team that is trying to end that playoff drought, you know, that you've tried, you know, after so yeah, many I know years. What you're saying. But you really yeah. don't have that anymore. And there's there's so many teams. 
Yeah, you never know what can happen in a seven-game series, but you kind of know what can happen in two seven-game series and a five-game series. That meaning, yeah, you can maybe win one of those, but at some point there's something that's going to catch up with you or it's not going to work. And I just think when you see the top teams in baseball – and and really with the with the the Dodgers and and Braves in the National League, and then with the Astros and Yankees, and I mean even you know the Twins and Indians playing well with those teams. I just don't know if those other teams who are on the bubble, if it's worth. You may see some middle relief stuff here, some some minor stuff there, but I don't like I don't see if you're a game up in the wild card, it worth trying to bring in Noah Syndergaard. I, I just right. that to me just to, to give up the amount that you would have to give just doesn't make a lot of sense when it's not even a sure bet you're going to make the postseason. So, yeah, it's hard to make. Would, yeah, go ahead. I mean, you know, because sometimes you think about always wanting to. You know, we've talked before about that window of opportunity. You never want to make the presu- the assumption that it's going to stay open for forever. But it also it's it depends on where you're at in the process of your franchise. Are you like do you do you have a good young core that that's going to continue to be together for a while? So it's you do have uh, you know a long runway for lack of a better term. And that that's the thing that's that's why I don't think that's why I always struggle with like blanket statements on things because it really is kind of case by case where. Oh, you always should be aggressive at the trade deadline if you can, you know, if you are team X or you're in this X sure. position. It's just there's so many variables within that that make it that make it so you can't have a, a blanket rule that applies to every team. John Morosi tweeted out that the Giants were looking to probably stand pat and the Diamondbacks were looking to be sellers and they're a game apart from each other in the standings. Yeah, Amazing. I mean, you know, like yeah. so that just that tells you That's San it. Francisco two and a half out of the wild card, Diamondbacks three and a half out. But Shows you also, too, is the log jam and how many teams. But we'll find out more and more as the week goes on of the trade deadline coming up on Wednesday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. This is Fox Sports Sunday. So a rule change in the NFL is going to be drama. Should there be a rule change in another league that could provide excitement? We'll explain next year on Fox Sports Sunday. From a hot air balloon landing on a car to a load of concrete falling on one, we've covered it. Talk to farmers. We know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Fox Sports Sunday. He's Nick Ba. I'm Dan Beyer. Thanks to Joe Lafferty for joining us. That great story. If you missed it, just go to foxsportsradio.com. Click on podcast and then click on Fox Sports Radio Weekends and that's where you can Click on our show and all the other great shows here on Fox Sports Radio. So we dove in a little bit earlier to the pass interference issues in the National Football League. Talking about rule changes, there's yeah. something out there that is uh, that, that's really uh, I don't know, kind of uh, kind of struck your interest, and it has nothing to do with the NFL. No, it's nothing to do with Major League Baseball. Kind of to do with the NBA. Am I characterizing this correctly? NBA or college basketball. So okay. for people that I know, you've said you're you're done with hoops. You're like you're I'm I'm done. I'm out. I'm waiting for <laughs> yeah. I, basically yes. Yeah, and I and I totally get that. But there is so right now going on uh, on ESPN is the the basketball tournament, which is a it's a winner take all single elimination. Uh, the the winning team gets two million dollars, and so you get a bunch of uh, alumni teams from different universities. There's a Syracuse. Alumni teams or Marquette alumni team, and so 
it's uh, it's it's fun to watch what it would look like. You know, what if you what if a million dollars was on the line in this game? What would what would it look like? We kind of get to see that with some pretty talented players. But the reason we bring up the tournament is because they've implemented something called the Elam ending, which was invented by a guy named Nick Elam, who is a middle school principal and a Mensa member who is now a professor at Ball State University. So he's spent a lot of time crunching uh, numbers. I was going to give credit to Jason Elam, the former Broncos <laughs> kicker. But <laughs> I would. How great would that be? He's a for, like this kid. Hey, you're, you're a kicker that created a basketball ending, a, but, different, a, a different ending. To by it. the way, great. Jason Elam was also on an episode of Buying Alaska. That is now, I think, you know, now just only on syndication. But yes, but like yes. so I'm there. sorry. I'm sorry to no, interrupt with the Elam ending, but go ahead. So the so the Elam ending is basically this. The the first dead ball under four minutes. So game clock's under four minutes. First dead ball goes out of bounds, foul, whatever. The game clock turns off, and there is eight points added to the the team with the lead. And then that is the target score. So whoever gets that to that target score first wins. So, for instance, if Duke and Kentucky are playing and it's 80 to 77, first dead ball under four minutes, you had eight points. So it would be the first to 88 points wins the game. And so I will say it adds some drama and it's, and it's entertaining because every single game ends on a made shot. It can end on a jumper, a free throw, a layup, a dunk, whatever. Uh, We've seen that in the big three, too, when they yes. play up to 50. And then if like the last possession is always very, very exciting. It, it is very... And, there were different numbers that this Elam crunch number where it, it what it does, the biggest thing it does is it eliminates a lot of the intentional deliberate fouling that happens. We always talk about the in, final two, three minutes of games can drag on for forever because the team that's down nine, ten points or whatever is just fouling and trying to get the ball back. So it, what it does is it kind of eliminates so what, what they found was it, this deliberate fouling happens in 50% of games but is only effective in 1.5% of, of games. And so it's kind of like fans are having to sit there and watch a strategy that isn't very fun to watch and it rarely works. And so I think I, I think it's cool because it eliminates the fouling and it makes it so the end of the game is on a made shot. But it's kind of weird when all of a sudden something is timed for an entire game, right? You have a game clock. Yes. And then all of a sudden time doesn't matter. I struggle with that. That's yeah, that's that's an issue because in one part of the game, a majority of the game you're playing one way and then at the end to decide it you're playing another. I think and and I'm glad that you started off what I said kind of an NBA thing because you brought in the college factor of it. I think it's more of a problem in college. Totally. Like for some reason, college teams don't understand that they're not going to win a game. So down by 11 with 13.4 seconds, you don't need to continue to foul. Right. Like in the NBA, in the NBA, you're down six with 18 seconds left to go. All right. We'll see you guys in March. When we catch you again, everybody's walking off the floor and the game is over. That is an issue that I see of of extending the game. But the other issue, like, like if you were to do this in the college game, like we could be there forever if Virginia's playing. You know, I I mean, because they are going to lock you down. They may not score on the other end, but you're sure as heck not going to score on that end. And we could be there for a heck of a lot longer than the 
four minutes of game time that could be available. The, the one th- I totally agree. And the one thing that's cool, too, about it, though, is that it forces you to, you know, like in baseball, you got to get outs. Like no matter what, you have to get three outs. You can't just kind of run out the clock. You know, and yes. so some that's kind of cool that you're you're forcing teams to stay aggressive and try to go win it at the end. But I, the suspension of a game clock in the final four minutes is just it's a bizarre thing to watch. I would vote no if they wanted to implement it, but it certainly is entertaining and watching some bizarre basketball in July. I'll sum it up like this. It was like when I first moved to California, I had a lot of in and out and then I realized I can't have it every day. So <laughs> that's basically with the Elam ending, right? <laughs> Perfect. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.